Hi, this is Will. And this is Casey from the band Heavy Things. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the much-anticipated episode number 161 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. The day is finally here. We hear Greg's impressions on Pokemon. I've been waiting 20 years for this episode, it feels like. I have been wanting a Pokemon game on television since I played the original on Game Boy. As much as like everybody else did. You did yeah, too. Of course. Did, but now it's here. And no surprise, real quick, I know you didn't watch it. You didn't play one time handheld. That's all I wanted. Not to one say. second. Okay, not not even it. one second did okay. I. Th- I don't know what it looks like. Good. Can't give my impressions Good. of what it looks Perfect. like on, on the handheld dock. This was completely 1000% on my television. Didn't even pull the switch out of the dock until I beat this game. Um, you know, and we'll get into it more. I did beat the game. So now as I go to complete my Pokedex, I could play some handheld because I'm done the story. But I want to experience this game on my TV. And in just a few minutes, you're going to hear all my pros and And, all my cons. And some cons. And all my cons. There's a a, a laundry list. I doubt it's a perfect game. Right. And and we're going to hear all of those completely spoiler free. But first... Go to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com, your one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things, including links to our social media, like us on Facebook. Just type in WePodcast and we know things. Uh, Instagram, at WePodcast and we know things, all one word. Twitter, at Greg Talks A Lot for me, at Samuel Matoro for Sam. Uh, and then a link to our store. It's getting cold out. If you want a WePodcast and we know things hoodie, long sleeve t-shirt, sweatshirt, pillowcase, you can pick it up there. Or links to our Patreon, which is the most important thing, because that helps us keep the lights on literally. Literally two days ago, our patrons paid for another year of this podcast to exist. So again, that's how important our fans and listeners are to this show. We thank you so much. Without you guys, you wouldn't have all the episodes. Just plain and simple. Send us an email. We podcast and we know things dot, or at gmail.com. Sorry. We read all of them and answer all of them on the air. And as always, thanks to our brethren in the We Pod Squad, MRC Tech presents the last podcast and the Ion Ryan show. We want to send a special thank you to Sean, MRC Tech at the last podcast, for giving us a second episode. Uh, usually it's every alternating Tuesday that we get the. Uh, Last podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast from Sean and the Ion Ryan show, which is another pop culture slash like insights, deeper cut show from Ion Ryan. Ion Ryan couldn't do his show last week. Sean stepped in from MRC Tech, delivered We Have Spoken, a new side project all about the Mandalorian. So here are his first impressions of the first two Mandalorian episodes. You can hear our impressions of the, the series premiere on last episode 160. We're going to be giving our impressions of episode two uh, on this episode. But if you want to get them both, Sean had a couple of guests on as well. Some guests that if you're a long-time listener to our show, you might recognize the voice. But there you go. Thank you so much to Sean for covering that Tuesday. We appreciate it. Uh, next week, Sean will give us a third straight week show because he'll be back with his normal episode 14 of the last podcast covering everything in Star Wars. I'm sure he's going to have his impressions of Jedi Fallen Order. Now he knows what it feels like to do a podcast once a week. (laughs) Uh, As we do, we have our impressions of Jedi Fallen Order, but we got a big show. We're going to start off with trivia. Six and a half for me, two and a half for Sam. We're going to go into the gaming first, where I'm going to lead off the show with my Sword and Shield impressions. I played Pokemon Shield. We're going to then continue the trend with gaming, where Sam will take the hosting duties, where we have uh, a review in progress for Google Stadia, uh, the NPD, which is like our favorite yep. thing to talk about. Uh, and then we're going to go to TV, not movies. We usually go movies, then TV. 
TV. TV is really popular. So we're going to go TV first with some Disney Plus reviews. Um, not ours. We gave that last week on episode 160. Uh, episode 11 of Titan Season 2. Episode 2 of The Mandalorian. That's where our top three is going to be for the week. Our top three characters from The Mandalorian. But it cannot be The Mandalorian. No Pedro Pascal this time. I was going to say, I was like, well, technically, you never see Pedro, actually. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, but his character, we are eliminating from it because I'm sure it would be number one for both of us. And then in the movie section, uh, we're just going to say these three words. Snyder Cut Joker. And we'll leave it at that because there's a lot of stuff to talk about in the DC realm for our movie section. Uh, there's a story or two in music. Sam has a CGC spotlight. And I'm going to tell you now at the top of the show. You aren't going to want to miss this one, ladies and gentlemen. This is probably the most hype CGC spotlight we've ever had. And, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, I did bring my Batman 2 here. I, mean, <laughs> okay. I, I guess that's All right, maybe the second most hype <laughs> one we've ever had. Uh, we'll give our picks of the week, and then we will get out of here. As always, leave us a review on iTunes. We read them all in the air. We'd much appreciate it. Uh, but let's start off with trivia. Sam, six and a half for me, two and a half for you in our first to 11 race. Win by two. Okay, I, I, this is probably a slam dunk, so I'm pretty sure you know your Sonic trivia. Ish. Anything uh, Genesis era, but anything past that, I don't really know. What is Sonic's favorite food? Chili dogs. Correct. I had no idea. I was like, really? Out of everything, it's chili dogs? <laughs> that yeah. is a deep cut from the Sonic television yeah. show, yeah. his cartoon. And I just, I'm definitely... I haven't seen like, that since I was like eight. There's two versions. There's one really bad one. And then one pretty decent one. Yeah, I remember one. there was one good one. The really bad one is where he really loves just, chili dogs and he makes all the chili, chili dog puns. Like, it's really bad. Like, there's missing animation cells where they just kind of jump from one thing to the next. There's freaking backgrounds that just don't move even though they're moving. It's just a uh, terribly animated cartoon. Um, actually, there's some stuff on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Season 1 from the 80s that's really wonky sometimes, too, with the animation. But we'll let that go. Uh, as I do want to give you your questions. Now, seven and a half for me, two and a half for you. I have a feeling you're going to nail this one without answers. It's a Star Wars question, but it's... Not a hard Star Wars question. I don't know Star Wars like that. I didn't man. either, but I got this right when my friend asked me today, which is what right, actually uh, gave me the idea. Um, by the way, we're recording this Wednesday night, November 20th. So anything that happens uh, about 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday night or all of Thursday, we will cover it next week on the episode. Uh, for you, Sam, how is Django Fett related to Boba Fett? Do no you know they're both bounty hunters? Django Fett was from the prequels. Boba Fett, you know who Boba Fett is. I was going to say cousins. I don't fucking know. Would you like the answers? Yeah. Father, brother, cousin, yeah. uncle. It's probably not, but I'll say cousins. It is father. Yeah. Django I, I Fett. I never knew. Is Boba's father. He clones Boba Fett. Boba Fett's a clone of him, and he raises it to be his son. I, I'm I'm nowhere near nerd to know that, so like, I don't I'm not know that why. much. I mean, I'm a nerd, don't, but I'm just not the Star Wars nerd. Don't ask me how I know that, and I knew the whole clone thing too. It was very weird. Yeah, I think because I, I Boba Fett was like my favorite character in Star Wars, so I, I guess that's why I knew. But somebody asked me that, but they called him Jenga Fett, and I just I had to laugh my ass off. Yeah, Jenga. Yeah. You know who Jango yeah. is, right? Yeah. Do you remember from the prequels? Yeah. Yeah, he was. I think he made his debut in Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I think that's it. If so facto, that's why he is what? indeed good, a clone. Good question. All right, guys. And so us. you might as well take the belt this week, this fucking this, no way, no way. I'm coming back. I can't. I've been up by five before. There's zero percent chance that this is over. 
Believe me, you could just stack well, me with hard comic questions every week. You yeah, but I, 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 I'm like out, so I, I just try to keep what you, what I think that's in your realm. So I, you know, I try to give you the edge. I just make sure that it has to do with something we're going to talk about. That's oh, I mean all. that that's, too. That's all. I mean, that's sometimes all. I like the random stuff, like when did Wendy's open, 1969 in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, all right. So I gave you. Uh, I didn't tell you really anything. No, I, uh, I, really, I really try not to ask. And you don't really know anything about my no. thoughts on the game, but I did tell you that I finished it yeah. the other day. Uh, in about a day. Total runtime. In a to- right in a total runtime. So I, I've beaten Pokemon Shield. I chose Shield. Uh, I have my f- list of pros, my list of cons. I'm very happy that I chose Shield. I chose Shield not for the legendaries, but for the exclusive Pokemon and gyms. Yeah. Um, I think that I made the right choice. I think Shield is definitively the better edition now that I've seen all the exclusive stuff. And I actually, Zamazenta's kind of grown on me. Zashin's still cooler. Don't get me wrong. I think he's still a cooler legendary, but he's kind of growing on me a little bit. Plus, without spoiling it, which all this will be spoiler-free, completely spoiler-free. I won't give away any plot points or anything like that. Um, you, I might give away like what, like what the exclusive is just by accident or maybe, maybe on purpose, but it, that's not, that's not really a spoiler saying what Pokemon's in what game. Um, how do I say this about spoiling it? <laughs> when you get to the end game in a Pokemon game where you get to the point where the legendaries matter, yeah, it don't matter what version you have. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. It, that's a, it's a neat twist that I have that's never been like that I've seen in a Pokemon game or at least that I remember. It doesn't even matter what version you have. It's a cool little thing. Okay. Like um, it probably matters in the post game, but I haven't started the post game yet. Okay. I'm literally back in my house, in my room. So that's after, after you beat the game, you're boom, you come at your house and right. you just save and it. I, and, and I save and I have not gotcha. touched it in, in a day and a half, two days. Or whatever. Whenever that was. To get sleep again. Uh, yes, that is correct. <laughs> but then Helena woke up four times last yeah. night. But that's okay. It's the risk at I least, run. Was like, at least she waited until I was you beat staying it. up till three or four every night since Friday. Just just playing it so my total my total play time 24 hours and 10 minutes which is on the shorter side for a pokemon game sun and moon took me 32 granted that had a lot of hand holding yeah, up front stuff, yeah. 45 minutes of tutorials for gosh sakes plus That's i tough. made it a bigger thing they had they had all um, what do they have uh no they, i don't know if they had more than 400 in the main game. I know that they had the full national, but that's after I think you beat it. I can't really remember how many they had up front, but I made it a mission to catch everything new mm. in the region. Uh, this game, I caught everything new up until I found a team that worked for me, and then I said, I'll catch cool stuff that I find, but anything else, I'll just wait till afterwards. My total Pokemon caught were 133. There are 93 new Pokemon, 80 new ones, 13 Galar forms. Um, I have almost all of them. There's a couple that I'm missing out on one of them is a two percent chance in an overcast so i have to wait for the weather to be shitty and then happen to run into it in a two percent chance so that might take me a couple hours of grinding for it um overall i am blown away with the fact that i got it like it's it's just a real thing and i get to play it and you know for a very brief second you saw it yeah i saw i saw your pokemon there's like two seconds i just went through real quick the shit that i had just to show you on my tv um, just to give you, like, you're not super blind. And um, I mean, I'm really happy to report that it's really, really, really good. And uh, I don't understand. I understand some of the hate, but there are people out there literally just hating this to hate it. And oh, that's, that's just the world we be- freaking live in. It's man. a cancel culture. And because they hated it leading up to it, there's no way they can about face, eat the egg on their face, and just say, well, I was wrong. It's good. People are hitting the down button on YouTube just because they did before. Yeah. People are talking shit on just because they did before. And there was a really spirited debate I saw on Twitter that I started 
inadvertently. Um, somebody wrote on Twitter, I am not, here's a list of, here's a picture of every game that I own. I own the whole collection, but I'm, you, you notice Sword and Shield's absent because I'm not going to be buying it. I said, hey, listen, while you're, while you're over there being entitled petty. And, and petty, yeah. I'm over here enjoying the shit out of it. And then that sparked these two people going back and forth. Yeah. Had nothing to do with my argument. I was out of it, but because I tweeted it originally, I was tagged in every one of them. So, well, but you, but you, you looked like okay, I just kept enjoying yeah, yeah. the fucking feud that was happening. And, and eventually, guess what? He's going to cave and get it. Everyone will. You know, people were completest. This is we the fastest. This is the fastest selling Switch exclusive ever. This is faster than I mean, Smash Bros. It shouldn't be no surprise though. This is the fastest selling uh, Pokemon game in Japan ever. This is the third fastest exclusive in the history of exclusives for Nintendo. What's the first two? Sun and Moon, and Black and White. They're all Pokemon games. Huh. Um, I think Black and White. Maybe something else. I can't remember. Maybe it's not a Mario game. I don't think. But anyway, this when I went. To buy the game, well, when I went to pick up my copy, I got there, 9.59, doors open at 10. Jesus. I was still, like, 11th in line. And by the time I left that store at 10.40, because... It was packed out the door. Just it, lines. And if, guess what? Zero kids. Now, granted, it came out 10 o'clock in the morning, kids are in school. All, they're all 25 they're all, and above. Yeah. Dude, yeah. no joking. No joking. It was insane to see the yeah. line of people that were older than me talking about fucking you know, Rillaboom. And mimic you. And I'm like, yo, I could stand here. We could nerd out for hours. But I digress. That's why I just go to a gaming convention. Right. You'll be fine. Um, let's get to the pros. These are all bullet-pointed pros. And because Sam doesn't have the game yet, it's not like he and I are going to have a spirited debate about every single one of these. But my basic point here is I'm going to read what I liked. Sam will react to it. I might poke it. So that's See it. What happens. That's it. It's not going to be super long drawn out or anything like that. I, I plan on this for like a 20, 25 minute segment. So fast forward if you have no interest in Pokemon Sword and Shield or if you don't want to hear what I think about it. Just know that I've been waiting for this episode since we started a podcast three and a half years ago. Yeah, and, and I can vouch for that. So, I mean, this was this was this is a big deal for me. Uh, my first pro is the Pokemon. I love them of the 93 new ones. I can count on two hands the ones I hate. I can count on one hand the ones I hate. I can count on two hands the ones I don't really care for. That's a good ratio yeah. for me, considering out of the 836 other ones, there are plenty of forgettable ones. Oh, easy. Uh, so I, I really, really appreciate the Pokemon. Out of the 13 Galar forms, I love almost all of them. Uh, Galarian Meowth. It was okay. Yeah, I think that was the one I just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't agree. I was just like, uh, eh, that was one I would never probably play with ever. I, I like his typing as a steel type. I like that they went Viking, but Meowth just got an Alolan form. Yeah. And now he's got a yeah. So that's three different types of Meowths in the world. I didn't think, I don't think Meowth needs that kind of love. Plus yeah. you have a talking one in the anime. Yeah, it's just like, I, I know he was popular on, on the cartoon back in the day, but move on. Pick like, somebody else. Like, you have Pikachu, you have Eevee. You have, let's push a non-Gen 1 Pokemon, try to get people out there. Nothing sells like Gen 1. Let's call that what it is. That's why they've made it three times. Uh, and then Pokemon Go really started yeah. out with Gen 1. So I get it. But all the Galarian forms, fuck, man. I never thought I'd like Stunfisk, that stupid flat fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they've made it into something useful that I get, and that's hilarious and awesome. And uh, Galarian... The Pokemon that got the final kill for me was Galarian Mr. Mime's evolution. Oh, wow. Never thought I'd say that. I had him in my party for one reason, two reasons. To kill this one guy's Pokemon? No, because he knew hypnosis, so I can put things to sleep if I need to catch him. 
it's an easier way because I had no other Pokemon that had status effects. And two, because I had a shit team if it came down to fire types and water types. If I had any other type, I had coverage. I could one-shot it, and I was good. But fire types, I didn't have a great water type. And for water types, I had my starter, Rillaboom, but that's kind of boring to just keep using your starter. So what I did was Mr. Mime has this move called Freeze Dry. It's an ice move, but if you use it against a water move, it's super effective. Oh, really cool, cool idea. Cool. So I kept it in there because ice is really super effective against uh, dragon, dragon, and then yeah. water is uh, it's good for water coverage. So it's just a way to kind of even out the coverage on my team. And the final boss has a has a type that is weak to ice. So I was like, cool. Uh, like the Galarian films a lot. Some of them you don't get till later. Some of them are really really hard to find. Corsola, goddamn, do I want? I don't have it yet. A or Galarian Corsola. It's only in Shield, but Galarian Corsola evolves into Cursola. It's genius. Yeah. The 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 uh, mythos behind these Pokemon. There's a reason. When Coral in the sea dies, it turns white. Corsola is Coral. Galarian Corsola is white, white yeah. and it's dead. And then Cursola. It's a dead one that expands. It's got his dead soul kind of thing in the middle. It's genius. It's, it's, the, the fucking designs <laughs> yeah. are really, really cool. What I don't like about what James Turner, who is the new art director in these games, has done is he kind of does this thing with a lot of Pokemon that bother me a little bit. The eyes. He, he's not great with eyes. They're really either really great or they're really Bucky. just they're really just yeah. big circles with one black dot in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of childish. And I, I don't really love that, like Garbodor and stuff like that. But this is the man that brought you Vanillish. And Garbodor. Uh, yeah, it all makes and, sense and, now. And Trubbish. Um, but he's he's British, and he worked on the games that are based in Britain. That's a pretty cool full circle. Uh, so many new Pokemon are available in this game as soon as Route 1. The first four things I encountered, all brand new, never before seen Pokemon. I like that I'm not just running no, the Pidgeys and, and Rattatas. And I'm sure they did that on purpose. Exactly. You know, just to get you, oh shit, there's a new guy. Now yeah. we know that, that 52% of the decks was cut. I can be, I can happily report Pidgey, Rattata, and Zubat did not make the cut. So you won't yeah. ever have to worry about running in that's to those cool. goddamn bastards again. That's actually a, a sigh of relief for me. I don't want to just keep running into those same normal types in the beginning. I got, you get your standard bird, bird, you get your standard bug, you get this really cute squirrel, and there's something else I won't say that you can get early on in the game, that I have all four of them, um, and I actually kept two of them in my team the entire game up until... The bug I took out around Gym 6. Yeah, and you caught the, a better Pokemon. <laughs> I f- f- caught two better bugs. And then the yeah. um, I'm becoming a huge bug type fan. And then the bird I kept in from from the jump. It's level 61 right now. And it just, Corviknight's Cor- just awesome. Oh, yeah, he is cool. Yeah, just awesome, like awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so you'll have a full functional team by the time the first gym leader comes, which sounds OP because the gym leader only has two Pokemon. But when you face Brock in Gen 1, his Geodude is level 10, yeah, and strong. Onyx is level 12. 12. Yeah, I remember. And you have to really grind your Squirtle up, your whatever up, oh, yeah. and you'll be lucky if you have a full team. And if you do, it's a Rattata, a Nidoran, a, a Weedle, a, Weedle, a Caterpie, <laughs> yeah. and maybe a Pikachu, but that's not super, it's not. It's weak against Rock, so it's not going to really do anything. And that might be a team, but they'll all be level 3 to 5, unless you grind for hours and hours. This game, my team was level 20 by the time I got to the first gym leader. His Pokemon, both over level 20. So the uh, first okay. gym so, leader so is hitting you. No, because he only had two, and I had yeah. a full team. And a plus, he's grass, and I had something uh, to take care of that. Yeah. But, like, it felt 
It felt like there was a challenge. I got six hours in before I got to the first gym leader. Oh, nice. I can beat Brock. Some nice grind. I can beat Brock in the first 20 minutes of my playthrough in, in a red and blue game. I know exactly oh where to go. Yeah, you know, to when you, well, you know the Pokemon now. You play the free fucking 18,000 times over. But my point is I can still get to his gym in 20 minutes. This game took six hours. And it, not it because took that long to get there. To get okay. there. It was That's not me cool. fucking around. Yeah. It was a legitimate. You weren't just outside the gym running the Exactly, grass. exactly. Yeah. It's a legitimate long journey to the, to the gym leader. Some people get there three, four hours some people two hours took me six because i was catching things but it wasn't deliberate and uh after that the gyms kind of come semi quick which was like if you're like me and don't have a million hours i appreciated that if you're somebody who wants a 50 hour game that's where the game gets a little shorter the 20 24 hours because the gyms after the first one can kind of they happen kind of pretty pretty quickly especially gyms two to three and then six seven eight they kind of happen really quickly um Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Doesn't take 45 minutes to get into, like Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun yeah, and Moon. I don't need my hand held that like there, that. Uh, there is hand holding and there is a tutorial, but you can skip it. That's Here's the me- trick. It's an immediate skip. The, this is, you have to do something to skip it. So not spoiler, but hint, hat, trick, tip. If you, when something happens in the game that says, okay, you can now go to route one to this person and, and talk to them and you get the, 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 the Pokeballs and stuff. Go to your mom instead. Your mom will give you Pokeballs, and you can catch something on the way. That way, when you get to the catching tutorial, he just says, oh, looks like you've already done it. Be on your way. Oh, that's cool. So like, right. like you that. can actually skip all the hand-holding yeah. shit there. Um, I'll get to something uh, like that. Is I think it's my first con, so there's a downside to it. But it doesn't like just say, this is baby's first Pokemon game. Some people still think it is. But guys, it's a Pokemon game. I wish you could kind of just be like, okay, begin like if you're a beginner, they'll do it. If you do it intermediate, they won't do it. Or expert, they won't. People you know have been I mean? asking for difficulties for yeah. a long time. Pokemon can be difficult as you want it to be, because you could just pick a team that's weak and then figure it out. Struggle, like yeah. think about it this way: for me, Gen One had difficulties, even though it wasn't explicit, easy, medium, hard. To me, you're right. Gilly Four was tough back in the day. Well, no, I mean just Mewtwo was a bastard. Because Bulbasaur was easy mode. The first two gyms are rock and water. Yeah. You go, you burn through that. See, and then even third was electric, which is not very yeah, effective. See, I, I on was always Charmander. Charmander's hard mode. I know. And it was rough. He's he's <laughs> not very effective against rock. First he's not two, very yeah. effective against water. Yeah. He's not anything against electric. Then he's strong against gym four or yeah. five when you get to Erica. So like Charmander to me was hard mode and Squirtle yeah. was right in the middle. Yeah, I agree. So like I kind of think of it that way. This game, the first three gyms are grass, water, fire. So no matter what, in the first three gyms, you're getting one of your Pokemon yeah. strong suits uh, from the starters. Um, let's see. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay. There was a whole complaint about animations. They're basic. They're bullshit. They suck. They said they were cutting all these Pokemon so they could work on the animations, but they look stupid. Bro, when some of these animations are sure, they're basic. They look like they did from the old games. But then when you take the time to craft, let's call it Tackle. Wooloo, that sheep, yeah. for its tackle, it just doesn't stand still and move into you like in old games, like the weird animations. It rolls into you, and it does cool little things like that. They took the time for to, one to, Pokemon yeah, to, do to it. make that its tackle. Yeah. And for other t- for Scorebunny, the rabbit, it literally kicks you like a soccer ball. Like, it does... There are cool animations, yeah. and each starter Pokemon gets its own signature move. Um, for my Pokemon, it's called Drumbeat. Um, for Inteleon, which is the water, it's called Snipe Shot, and then I can't remember what Score Bunnies is, but they get all new, fresh animations. One Score Bunny takes a, it's a fireball, he makes a fireball, throws it up in the air, and then kicks it like a soccer ball at your face. That's cool. Like Snipe Shot is pretty cool. Snipe Shot, Inteleon is this 
emo looking James Bond, and Inteleon is like intelligence. Okay. Inte- yeah. So he it's called snipe shot. He goes like this, like a finger gun, and shoots you with a sniper of water oh, out of his oh, fingers. Cool, cool. It, okay. it can be really like cool. That. And then Rilla Booms, you saw he beats his drum. Yeah, yeah but that was that was different. He's the that drummer one. Yeah. yeah. So I mean they have all these cool animations. And then remember that Dynamax has animations, Gigantamax has animations, the new Pokemon have brand new animations. They aren't bad. They aren't some of them are basic, some of them are more advanced. My whole thing against the animations were, number one, speedrunners, we turn the animations off to begin with because they waste time. Two, if I sit there, and most people do this, and you do it, we all do it. When you're playing Pokemon, when you're in a battle, what are you doing? You hit A. You're slamming A the whole time just to get through it. If I every time had tackle, and every time he winds up and walks over, and that would take fucking forever. You would never get done. It would would make it boring to me because I'd be slamming A. Like, when the – it was cool the first time. After – yeah. That's why the animations to me aren't that important. It's how much damage did it do? What are they going to retaliate with? And let's fucking battle. There are so many battles in this game, especially toward the end. You'd be thankful that the animations aren't killing you because they take so long. So I actually don't mind that at all. Um, I appreciate that the story got back to basics. This isn't a story about saving the world, saving the universe. Okay, Ultra okay. beasts coming yeah. down from the new dimension and you going into the parallel universe to save everyone. It's a story about you wanting to become the best trainer. Yeah. And that to me was back to basics. Yeah, you're back to Ash Ketchum. Yeah, you it's know? back to get your eight badges. Here's this thing. Go do it and become the champion. The whole story is centered around you becoming the champion of the region, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's it made that's me what feel the game's like about to me. It know? made me feel yeah. like Gen 1 again. When you were playing Gen 1 as a kid, didn't you feel like a Pokemon trainer? I yeah, caught Chansey. How many times I wanted, like, there was Pokemon out in the world? Oh, my God. Know? Yeah, we used to think about CCP having Pokemon battles in that big grass yeah, field back in CCP. Like, when, when, when we were kids, if I caught Chansey, I caught Chansey, not my character. And like he it said, felt I'm cool. playing. Yeah, and it felt yeah. cool. As I got older, and you, part of it's getting older, part of it's also just like it's getting old. The game itself is getting old. I felt like I was a ten year old who's going to save the world somehow. This game gets back to that hole of just like, just kick everyone's ass. Yeah, that's awesome. And I like that. I like I that. Hear a lot. that. Uh, the new fun ways to evolve Pokemon. So it's not just levels. I mean, you know, they've introduced new fun ways to evolve I, them. I still don't know how I feel like that. To me. He's got a whole disc, so it means to be a sunny, a rainy day. I don't like that because what if I'm not around it, on those days? just – come on. But if there's other things. So if you don't want to know how to evolve your Farfetch'd, hit the skip button for 30 seconds. But Farfetch'd, you can evolve him into Surfetch'd at any level. All you have to do is hit three critical hits in one battle with, with Farfetch'd and he evolves. That to me is cool. It's different. It makes me want to battle with Farfetch'd. It makes me want to use the item that increases critical hits. And when I get a crit, I'm like, cool. I, I don't mind that. I like yeah, that. I don't there was know. one where uh, that's one I wouldn't. I'd be like, ah. you, you know, Al Creamy, the cream Pokemon. Yeah. To evolve that, you do something to get something. Again, I won't give full spoilers. But when you have its little tiny evolution, the one that comes before that, you have to do something to get this item. You get the item. You give it to the Milkery, which is the little guy, and then you spin your stick on your controller, and your guy does a spin around, and when he gets dizzy and he dances, it evolves because it's like a it's like a milkshake machine oh mixer you're mixing that's, the milk into cream crazy. by spinning around like that in real life that yeah. makes sense and that goes to here there's another one where i would never have that pokemon just on principle it's a great pokemon to have it's a fairy type really good um uh, sweeper, lost me on that one. Uh, special attack sweeper but uh there's another one where you have to where let's say you have 100 hp you have to lose a certain amount of hp and then you have to go stand under a rock and it evolves that's it 
It's crazy. Uh, it, I like that. I, I it doesn't know, that's mean just I just so fucking random, right? But doesn't it, isn't it something to strive for as opposed to just get to level fifty? No, but I'd rather grind out the hard way. That's like cheating, and the only way you find that shit out is you see that shit online. No, they they like you find the items, and there's little hints along the way. Hey, if you get milkery, man, they love it when you spin around. Like there's little things yeah. like that that they give you hints uh, during the game. It's not. Something I mean, you have to I look guess up. it's something new, but I. I there was I one I had it. to look up, and it was the the one where you have to lose a certain amount of HP. I didn't know how much HP to lose. I missed that part. So I, I did have to look that one up. But that, to me, is fun. I like I, mean, I guess it gives you something else to do. It gives me to something do, else to do that doesn't require battling. I'd rather do I'm old school, dude. I'd rather grind it. Yep. That's, hey, listen. I mean, that's a valid argument. Uh, let's see. Took me 24 hours to complete. For me, that's perfect. And the amount of time I have to play, it wasn't this 40-hour adventure. We talk about that all the time. We really don't have that time. The gym leaders themselves, for the most part, each have their own mini stories. I really li- I love that. You don't just battle it and move on, battle it, move on, battle it, move on. They didn't just feel like the best trainer in the region. They all had something to say, some reason to be there, particularly Opal and Alistair. Um, Alistair is the ghost kid with the mask who's only available in S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Opal is an old lady that you find out through the story, is actually so old. She's been doing this for so long. She's looking to retire and... Have somebody else take her gym over. So your battle with her is actually audition for you to see if you want to become the next gym leader. It's got okay. an actual story. And then that yeah. story actually pays off later in the game. So it's it's something that you don't just feel like, okay, I battled all these trainers and I'm going to now go face the toughest yeah. trainer. I, mean, I definitely like that better than the Pokemon evolution. That's for damn sure. Um, it it I won't say all of them have their own individual story. Like the grass one in the beginning, Milo. Not he like just, Bug Guy Scotty you see later. Yeah, he, he just know? likes Wooloo. I, yeah. I mean, like, there's not really a lot to that. You don't really deal with him much after that. But some of the gym leaders pop up again for re-battles. So, like, I won't say where or when Good. they are. Good. They are stronger. But, like, it's it's a new way of thinking about it. That the, 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 they refight you, but not after the game is over. Generally, if there's a re-battle for gym leaders, it's after you've completed the game and yeah. it's just a part of the... This is in the story. So I like that they're bringing that back. If I had a tough time with this gym trainer or this gym leader and I said, oh, thank God that's over, and then they come back later and I have to refight them with a harder team, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I really hope that I figured that out. <laughs> Although I never lost a battle in the whole game. Never once did I lose a battle. Oh, not dang. to the champion, not nothing. Went undefeated in my trek across Galar. It was still the most challenging game since Gen 5. Let's call it what it is. Sun and Moon, not difficult. Not a difficult. I would say it's not difficult, but I mean, like, I know I died in, in the past of, you know, like, the red, you know, the old games I've ever died, but... Right, and I and that's what I mean. I won't say... Yeah, those I don't games... think I ever died on Sun and Moon. Me neither, and X and Y was fucking easy, too. I, I died one time, but those gym leaders were kind of a, a fucking pushover. This game was actually challenging... And I'll and I will admit, Dynamax actually adds a lot of challenge to the game, especially when they can Gigantamax, and, yeah. and you haven't gotten a Gigantamax Pokemon yet. Um, I, and again, I won't say there were hard games, but it was the most challenging game I've played since Black and White, which I personally found to be the hardest games because they were brand new Pokemon. None of the old ones were available, so you had to relearn all of these new Pokemon. And then I would say Gen One, just because Psychic was way fucking overpowered in that game and there were so many yeah. fucking glitches and shit plus like koga was hard and like the elite four was really difficult so uh, i will say this was not hard but it was a challenge even though i never lost a battle that might sound counterintuitive <laughs> but it there were multiple times and i was like oh fuck this is it it was me. hard but i still fucked up and i and i was able to squeeze out a victory of my 24 hour playtime, i had an old generation pokemon from seven or before in my party for about three hours total 
That means for 21 of my 24 hours, all I had were new Pokemon, and I love that. I yeah, love, you were, that, love, yeah, that, you, love that, love like that. You said from the beginning you didn't want to buy a new game to play an old Pokemon that you've been playing for for years. Exactly, yeah. and that's why I didn't Plain mind the simple. decks getting cut. I wasn't going to get butthurt and say, oh, Scyther's not in the game, I'm fucking out. Like, I have so many other chances to play with Scyther. I was happy to play with these new Pokemon, figure them out. What are they all about? What are their typings? Like, this, that, and the other. What are some signature moves that they have? I, I loved it. So I, I think part of it, when I was when I ran into a new Pokemon, I was determined to catch it. I wanted to put it in my party, test it out. And if I didn't like it, find a new combination. Yeah. That was fun for me, finding new combinations. The rivals don't really have the uh, the same team. Like, when you play red and blue and you run into, we'll call him Gary. Yeah, it's it's yeah. blue or red. When you run into your rival, it's, well, first he's got just the opposite that you have. Then he adds the Rattata, then the Raticate and the Pidgey. Then at the yeah. end, he's got a fucking Snorlax and an Arcanine and all that. He's a, di- a completely different, except maybe his first of all form, he has that right, same right. guy. Yeah. So, like, this, this train, these rivals all have, well, for the most part, two of them have different teams. You have three rivals. One, she has a pretty consistent team. The other two guys, Hop, your main rival, changes almost every battle. He keeps cool, one like or two that. of the same. Keep, keep interesting. Other four, he changes it up. I really I like, like that. that. Yep. Um, and uh, then the other guy, he's pretty consistent for the first two or three fights, but then the last two, it's completely different for some story. I like that for a some lot. story reasons. So it it's makes it, you change kind of boring, so Exactly. I, I, I like that. It, it doesn't. When I run into my rival, I'm not like, oh fuck, not another rival fight. It's oh cool, let me try to win again because I know I'm going to get a lot of experience and money. So yeah. let me see if my new team works. So it makes you kind of change up your strategy or your party. Um, I love the controllable camera in the wild area. It's fucking, oh, yeah, it's cool like, as hell to finally be it, able to it's, move it's beautiful animation. where your camera wants to go. I love that you can access your boxes almost anywhere uh, in the game without having to go to a Pokemon Center and go to the PC. Yeah, I, I do love that also. Pokemon Let's Go started that, and I'll give them a lot of credit. This game carried over. There are parts you can't, but it's strategic. Like, you can't do it in a gym because that's like cheating. Yeah, I agree. So, but they, they, they make it pretty strategic. So I like that. Um,. Outside of some low texture trees that look pretty shitty, or maybe some backgrounds that are a little stiff, um, holy smokes, the towns and the cities look so stunningly gorgeous. There's a fairy town that I can't pronounce, so Bologna, I think, or something like that, that is the prettiest city I've ever seen in a Pokemon game. There are two major cities, like hubs with castles and everything, because it's in the UK. Just, just absolutely breathtaking i loved it that they looked really really good as much as i still don't love the concept of dynamaxing and gigantamaxing i do have to admit it does add a whole new layer of difficulty and strategy to gym battles there were multiple gym battles where dynamaxing and gigantamaxing knocked out my pokemon to the point where i was like fuck i'm gonna lose um it makes it hard for nuzlocke players anybody out there knows what a nuzlocke is nuzlocks are going to be really hard in this game um, I figured out a strategy to the G-Max and the Dynamax is have two Pokemon in your party that you don't really care about. And when they Dynamax, throw them out there. Let them take the hits because you can only be Dynamax for three turns. So I would let okay, them take so the hits. Okay, so you two sacrifices. Gotcha. Take, sacrifice them. Then when they when that other Pokemon goes down, I Dynamax and kill them. No, Pretty smart, simple yeah, strategy, smart, yeah. but one that I found worked for me. Now, did you ever Dynamax while they were Dynamax? Like the same one, time? One time. Um... I can't remember the circumstance as to why. Maybe you just wanted to see what it was. Maybe I think that I Dynamaxed first on a Pokemon because I was having trouble with it, so I killed it. And then when they called in their final Pokemon, they Dynamaxed to meet my Dynamax. Okay. So I don't I think you. I ever did just to get them. I try not to use the gimmick. 
Meg evolutions I didn't really use. Z moves I didn't really use. Yeah, unless I was dying or something. You know what I mean? That's exactly. Last resort. The music is incredible. It's bumping. It's fucking great. It's. I, I can't wait for them to release the soundtrack because it's really, really good. The game is well, de- well designed around the forced experience share. So every it's you have to have it on. Every yeah. Pokemon gains experience when you catch Which something. I always like that. That's... I appreciate that as somebody who doesn't feel like grinding anymore. Yeah. I don't have the time you used to, to be you, you used to love like to grind. You I used to hate the it. experience share. I always loved it. That just saved me so much time. I loved the grind. It just it got boring of come back. Yep. Go. Go yep. kill him. Right. It, it just start with your it. magic carp up front, recall yeah, exactly. it. You know, pull out your Blastoise, you then it gets hit no matter what, because you had to go. It got a little boring to me, um, the experience share, but this game is designed around it, so it never over levels. I was always consistently where my opponents were. I was never cool. five, ten levels ahead. I think the most I was ever ahead of my like main opponents was three levels. Okay, cool. It, so it, it was, was always it was, very it was well, tough. Yeah. Very well balanced in the way they incorporated the experience there. They didn't overdo it. I never once felt like overpowered. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, my last pro was a little snorry, story snippet that is, again, hit 30 seconds if you don't want a minor spoiler. It has nothing to do with the main story. This is a complete thing I found on accident, and I just wanted to share. In one of the towns, there's a little girl. Her name is Paula. She gives you an item for talking to her. It's called an old letter. Okay. She says, hey, go find my friend Frank, and please give him this letter. And that's it. That's in one of the cities. I drive around, go to this route, that route, this route, this route. I go blah, blah, blah. I hit this one town, the fairy town. And you forget about this letter. Exactly. Yeah. This is hours later, 10 hours later. Get into this fairy town, talk to this little kid. Little kid says, oh, Frank's right over there. I'm like, sweet. Frank's my grandpa. Oh, wow. What the fuck is this little girl want to give a letter to an old man? Yeah. This is getting creepy. And then I go into the house where the grandpa is, Frank, and I look and there's a little girl talking to a wall. Literally just talking to a wall. She says, don't disrupt us when we're talking. So at this point, I'm like, what kind of freaky deaky yeah. shit is this family into? Yeah. Come to realize through his dialogue to me that Paula was sick and never talked to him again, presumably passed away from her sickness. The letter is 50, 60 years old. It's called the old letter. Uh, Go back to where Paula was. She ain't there no more. And the little girl seems to be talking to her in the wall. It's a ghost. Oh, wow. There's a little ghost love story Uh, in the game. That's neat. Hidden in the game. Really loved that. Picked up on that one myself because I was like, this is creepy. So I went back to talk to her to see if she would thank me for finally getting the letter. And she won't. She She was gone. Pretty cool, cool stuff. I, I like that. It was pretty cool stuff. Now let's get into the cons because the game ain't perfect. As I doubt it was. The game ain't perfect. No game is. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of it was overblown. I think I expected some bad stuff. I think I, I definitely got some bad stuff. I'm going to start off with the obvious. The box art blows. Yeah. I, I hated it from I, day one. When you first hand me the double box, damn, this is the cheap cardboard they <laughs> use for this shit. If I went to Target, I would have gotten a sweet yeah. steel book. Shout yeah, out to guys, Jim. do yourself a favor. If you're going to get the double pack, go to Target, get it was, the steel box. I believe it was only pre-order. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, if, I, if it is, you're beat. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're beat. I don't remember, but my buddy Jim listened to the show. Thanks, Jim, for listening. He has the, the golden steel book double pack. Oh, nice. He sent me a photo. I was like, here's the cardboard one. <laughs> yeah, here's my piece of shit. <laughs> I got mine for nothing, though. So like, yeah, what you, you can't you know, I'm not going to pay 120 for something that's a steel book that I'm really doesn't really have but like the art sucks the box art is yeah. really it's just bland it's yeah. just very plain it's very just plain the two legendaries with a white background and some with some color splashed it's i mean the, honestly the best part of the cover is lavatar <laughs> hands down the best I, part. and i'm talking just like 
That's on the double pack box. No. I'm talking just this box art. Just kind of blows. Yeah, and then I opened up. I was like, oh, it's just the two games just Well, there's, it's meant it. to be like this way. Because even when you po- open it up, uh, I can't show you because the game's not in there. Yeah. But like if I were to open this up, the cartridge has the logo. It's not centered. It's off to the right. And this one's to the left. So if you put them side by side, it looks yeah, like well, a Oh, crest. okay. That's so cool. It's, the games are cool. But the box yeah. art just looks like shit. Plus, this is so much information for the back of a package. Plus, everything's it's in English and shit. Spanish. Like, right there. It's just... That's a lot for a yeah, back. I don't need that. Just give me some screenshots. On. Give me this little thing where it tells me how many players and stuff. I don't need all of this information. So, I will say that the presentation of the actual games themselves, not very appealing um, from a physical medium standpoint. Uh, I will say this. Um, 400 Pokemon, to me which is the, the number they landed on. There's about 36 that are coded into the game, like all the Kanto starters, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and then the, the Alola starters, Litten, Rowlet, and Poplio. Um, they, you know, Mewtwo, Mew, they look to be things that are, they're going to give away eventually as event Pokemon. That's what it seems like will happen, but they're not available now. Um, while 400 is low, and the game definitely sometimes f- you feel the sting from that cut, um, if you're not going to fit on 900, I really think six would have been the sweet spot. Yeah. It would have just been just a couple of the 300 yeah, of the two percent a lot. Yeah, a lot. 300 of the useless ones that really not a lot of people give a shit about that are kind of forgettable or clones of older ones. I don't need. For some reason, this game has Machop and its Gen Five counterpart in uh, Timber. I want to say. And then Girder, and then Conkledur, and Machamp. Why do you have the standard fighting only from both gens in this game? I get it. Gen 5 was this guy, James Turner's first gen, and Gen 1 is Gen 1. But, like, they're the same Pokemon. Yeah, mix it up. Pokemon. Yeah. I don't need that. Those three spots could have gone to something else. So, I-, I sometimes feel that sting. But, again, for me, as I went through the story, I only played with new ones. So, this is really, for me, now in the post-game as I go to complete my entire decks and fill up the 400 spots. Definitely some bigger omissions, um, you know, Pinsir, Heracross, Scyther, you can't get Scissor, you can't get Alakazam, but you can get Gengar, because Gengar's in everything. Yeah. I love Gengar, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, there's a lack of cool and useful water types, and the ones you can get are older. So Garrus. like, and yeah, right, my, yeah. my buddy on Twitter was like, yeah, dude, Gyarados has been my main. I'm like, yeah, and what gen, one? He's like, no, nah, this one, I'm like... Don't you want to use something new? Yeah. Nah, Gyarados, my boy. All right, man. Hey, listen, teach his own. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to main Gyarados. I didn't want to main Krabby and Kingler. Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't get... If I was going to get someone old, it would be Lavatar. I went, that would be it. I went with Choodle, which is the Dreadnought, the Turtle. I went with that until about level 30, and then I bounced it from my party for something better. And then I didn't get a good water Pokemon yet for the rest of the game because there were just so many other cool ones. But there wasn't a big water type that stood out to me. And you don't get that that crazy bird that swallows the goddamn fish and spits it back, you Cramorant. You don't get that until level 42. Oh, jeez. You don't get even it's – there is no pre-evolution. But you don't even get a chance to catch it till Route 9 or 10. And you're way into the game by then. It's just like, you know, I wish there were better water types. Although I did see an Easter egg where Cramorant went up to fly, got hit with something, fell out of the air, and had a Pikachu in its mouth instead of a fish. And it spit the Pikachu at you, and you got paralyzed. It was funny as shit. Wow. I didn't see anything about that. It was yeah. kind of surprising um, for everybody that was watching that Twitch stream. It was cool. Uh, the legendaries are kind of off-putting. I don't love either one of them. Yeah, same. I, I, they, they didn't do it for me. Um, the thing is, I don't play Pokemon for the legendaries. They only take yep. place for the end game. I'm here for the other 23 and a half hours. Uh, even the final, 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 big, big, big baddie legendary 
like the one you didn't see in the trailers is kind of shitty. I have no idea what he or she looks um, like, so I don't know. You would hate it. I don't like the way it looks, but boy, howdy, is it strong. And yeah, did, it, well, did, it, I, did it help me in my final fight? I will definitely. I'm, I'm sure it did. It is the first of its typing. Okay. So I will I will say that that is a cool typing combo. I won't give that away. But the legendaries do have a little bit to be desired. Uh, it is a little hand-holdy. Like I said, no 45-minute tutorial. But you very rarely leave a place without someone coming to you and saying, Hey, Sam, why don't you go here next? Yeah. Like, Jesus, fuck. Let me yeah. go do something. Yeah. And granted, let, me, let me figure it out. No, that's yeah. a 30-second cutscene. So, like... It's whatever, but I don't need it. Yeah. I Let got me you. figure it out. You know, route Pokemon was like, you can't come through this route because I said so. They didn't say, go get me a fresh water from upstairs and then get, yeah. you just had to figure that out. Yeah. And so it's a little handholdy for that. Maybe for like a repeat, they take away that stuff or they something. They never will. No. They're trying to, because this is the first one on the switch. They're assuming that you didn't have a 3DS and this is your first Pokemon game. And then for the next ones, guess what? Hopefully they change it up for the next one that comes out in we 2024. Can say, we can say that and they won't. And the next one will probably come out in 2021. Like they'll take a year off and then they'll be back at it with, you know, the sequels to these. Pokemon and you, you know, after all the money they made, they're already working on that damn sequel. I just, I don't know, man. I, they gotta be. This day and age, you have to be thinking about the next. It's like a movie. You write a movie, there's a sequel in the back of their mind. Yeah. I just... The, they, they will always have to make a Pokemon game with the assumption that it's your first one. But there has to be a certain point where there are so... This is the most profitable franchise in the history of media. Can we can we just assume that there are more people out there that want to play this game that already have than didn't? Yeah. Let's make the game for them. That's what I would say. Like, please make the game for your majority, not your minority. Again, that's a little handholdy for me. Uh... To me, this is a, an unpopular opinion, but I didn't really care for the wild area. I think the controllable okay. camera was cool. I like that. But to me, it's completely underutilized in the story. You only have to go through it twice. Once mm-hmm. initially, and then once to do something else. You never make. There's no story elements that happen in it. In there, yeah. Okay. It's just yeah, go through it sucks, to yeah. get to the next point. It's completely up to you what you do in there. So I feel like that that was a little underutilized for story purposes. The Pokemon found in there a lot of times can be just found regular on routes. So there wasn't a lot of special things going on in there. Uh, and for the most part, it's kind of empty. It doesn't really have any trainer battles. Oh, that's that. It's got. That, I figured it would be loaded with. It's trainers. got two hidden Easter eggs, which I really liked and appreciated. And it's got those. It doesn't have trainer battles because it has those max raid yeah. battles where you go into the den and you fight the big one. I don't like doing that. So I would have preferred trainer battles, but I get it. You can't have both. That would completely overlevel your book. I got that. Yeah. But again, I, I just think the wild area is a little lacking. Uh, you kind of get used to the wild areas, controllable camera. So when you go out of it, you go into a town where the camera's fixed and you can't use it anymore and you just have to go with it. can be a little weird. You're like, ah, damn it. I was running around yeah. the town and I was hitting the right stick, like trying to move the camera. Like, fuck, I can't anymore i was like kind of used to it it was a nice luxury to have and then i felt they just take it away um let's see where am i at here um oh yeah i'm that guy i really wanted to know a new uh evolution or two and we didn't get any so we have i think we have too many that's why i'm saying i'm that guy i want one for every type i want one for all 16 right now you have eight or nine and it's like well what what the fuck just if you're already this pot committed, just give me the other seven. Jeez, I, 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 I know we have different philosophies. Yeah. I know I'm that guy. Even if they came out, I'd be like, dude, I, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, give me Jolteon. I'm good. I don't even need or Umbreon. Was cool. I did like Umbreon. Umbreon was really cool, bro. You, you're telling me you wouldn't want a bug type no. Eevee called nope. B 
Beavy? No. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me hate it even more. <laughs> like, we have, uh, like, fairy, dark, poison, electric, grass, ice. Like, like you said, you gave water. us, like, there's, go play, go play that shit. Give us something new. Don't give us another Eevee. God damn it. I, I just, I do want one for every type. But I want it to be a new Pokemon for this region. Like, I would like to steel type Eevee or a rock type Eevee, a ground type. I would have poison type Eevee. Holy shit. You have dark and fairy. I love, or no, I think Espeon. No, Espeon's psychic. I don't know. I don't like that. But they didn't, which is okay. I know that I'm in the minority on that opinion that I would have liked uh, New Evolutions. Um, when I'm in some towns and some cities that have a lot of things going on, there can be some pretty noticeable frame drops. Oh, yeah, well, that's to be expected, though. But, like, God of War didn't. That's, okay. It's Switch. PS4's graphics. 2019. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Breath of the Wild yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. Well, no, that's a lie. Breath of the Wild actually did it launch, but they patched it out. Maybe Pokemon will, will release a patch to help with some of that frame jump. And it's not killer. It doesn't but ruin it, my experience. It's enough that you notice it to give it a fucking negative. It is noticeable yeah. enough for me to, to con it. Um, not a ton of trainer battles overall. And most of the trainer battles are kind of a pushover. That's not because you're overleveled. That's because they only have one or two Pokemon. So it doesn't... It See, feels I like love more trainer of, battles. Like me that, too. That does, that's, me you know, too. I agree so with you there. It feels more like a fuck another one as opposed to oh there's a trainer let me go fight him i used to get excited over that yeah and now i'm like i just want to get to the thing and i just got this guy who has one if you want to fight me have three things yeah i, I make always, it worth my while i always think you only have one pokemon what are you yeah. doing out here you're you not dork? even supposed to be a trainer you're <laughs> yeah. just standing on route seven and all you have is a voltorb go yeah. home yeah. noob like I, yeah, if you're gonna it? have it have three and don't just have three voltorbs that shit is old too but there's not a ton of tra- there's two routes in the very end of the game that have a ton of trainers they got like one or two pokemon each i'm like just just double battle me yeah. let's just battle it all together um which there are some cool double battles in the game as well uh not that many more i think i got one more um the version wait a minute why is this a con oh this is a con technically the version exclusive gym leaders. I get it. It's another reason to pick one or the other. I got that. That's cool. The backstory behind it, much like in soccer in Europe, if you finish at the bottom of the table, you get relegated to the minors, and the team that wins the minors gets put into the champion or the okay. uh, the the EPL. I get that. That's cool. They took that and said, "Hey, in Pokemon Galar, there's 18 gyms in Galar. You're only going to fight eight because they're the major leagues. The other 10 are minor leagues, and you're never going to see them again." It's like, well, what about that? You just tease me. Yeah, yeah. What about the other 10? I want to play them. Yeah. After. Let me get them in the end game. I don't know. Figure something out. But the fact that I got Alistair, the ghost type, and Melanie, the ice type gym, they're awesome. I love ice types. Yeah. I love ghost types. Alistair is probably my favorite gym leader ever. He is that wow. cool. That ghost kid, he is that cool. He's the youngest gym leader ever. He doesn't want to be a gym leader, and he's a ghost type trainer who doesn't really say much. Very mysterious. Yeah. Loved him. The other ones in Sword are fighting which is just like i've been there done that it's bia cool she's yeah. a fighting type, and i can't remember the other type right now off the top of my head but there's like they didn't speak to me i'm happy i chose shield i get it but shield so clearly has the better choices i still would have liked to battle those other two in maybe the elite four maybe the ones i don't fight like b and the other maybe that's who i fight at the end they don't have a traditional elite four the way the elite four works in this game is different maybe they could have been a part of that overall how do you feel about that? I, I like old school Elite Four. I, I appreciated the change because it worked for the story. Okay. The, the way they incorporated not having a traditional Elite Four. You still battle, in a sense, four trainers at the end and then the champion. So okay. it still works out that way, but they frame it 
in a different way than just battle this person, then move the on, then move okay. on, then move on. It's it's actually pretty cool. It's like a, I'll say it. It's a tournament. All right, cool. It's a tournament. Like so it's pretty cool. Uh, overall, final thoughts. These games aren't great. They're not perfect. There's a lot of flaws in there. But um, this is the most fun I've had since Gen 1. Wow. All the way back to the beginning. Nothing will ever beat my yeah. experience with I, Gen I, 1. It, it can. It was, I was, a, dude, I was a different time, man. Yeah. Nothing will ever, you know, ever we, beat that's that That's all we had. <laughs> um, but this was this was so absolutely enjoyable, and I loved every second. I'm actually kind of sad it's over. One out of ten? <laughs> um, I'm not going to score it. I'm not going to score it. But uh, I think like... I think a solid the, seven, the, seven, five. The sad part, if I scored it, I would be being a fanboy at no, that point. And, and, and in me it. saying, and your ratings, I give it a seven, five. Yeah. That would, uh, that would have been my guess for your grade. I'd been higher. And that I don't want to come off as a fanboy. So I just, I'll leave the score out of it. So in reality, the head is probably a nine. He's embarrassed to admit it. Um, and, and like I Maybe said. Maybe 9.2 the look he just gave me. The reason I am sad that this is over is because I will never, ever experience again. Like Breath of the Wild, the first time you play it, you're like, holy shit, I can go there yeah. and do anything. I felt that when I ran into my first Rookie D and I was like, this new thing's awesome and it's on my television. I'm never going to feel that again because it's now just a part of the norm. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I did. Uh, game is so well worth the $60 price tag. I'll say this. Fuck the haters. Play the game huh? and just enjoy it. I'm glad to hear it. So hopefully I'll, I'll get the Switch soon and, and I'll get on Pokemon. And I'll continue into the gaming space and uh, let's see how this Google Stadia came to be. Uh, it's it came out I think on Thursday. There's not a lot of final reviews out there. The ones that are aren't great. IGN is doing because again we read all of our reviews from IGN. If we give impressions, that's our impressions. IGN has what they call a review in progress. Um, they're still figuring it out. Things are still launching, so they're still they don't have final impressions. But if they had to score it now, Google Stadia has fully realized game streaming better than. Uh, better with the highest fidelity graphics and lowest input lag of any service I've ever used. <laughs> God damn. That's a good thing. Oh. <laughs> but there are more features Google has promised that are on their way than that are actually available right now. A few of these features, including voice chat, Google Assistant, and Bluetooth controller support, will arrive on launch day, and we plan to roll out our free review around there, but if I had to score Stadia right now, it would be a 6 out of 10. That's not too bad. It's going to bomb yeah yeah dude I was, I was expecting worse to be honest jason schreier who writes for kotaku one of the most if not the most respected journalist in video games says the following on eleven nineteen: google stadia is out today and it already looks like a monumental flop one person i interviewed i'm sorry i heard from one person involved that pre-orders were well below expectations my question is will they eventually stop trying to sell games and switch to all you can eat this all you can eat subscription model or are they just going to let this thing die Damn. When the number one games journalist who has to be, you can't just and he crapped all over. And it. when he shits all over it, that's a telling sign that this is just going to bomb. Sean Carcidi and I were talking back and forth about it. He completely agrees. This thing is just going to shit the bed. Now I know we had the review for the Star Wars Fallen Order, but I would like to get your impressions first. Very very quick because uh, I've only played about three hours, maybe two, two to three hours. It is Uncharted mixed with Star Wars mixed with um, Tomb Raider. It's not a bad thing. The controls need a little help. Boy, howdy, does the jumping feel weird and you die a lot. And there's a lot of places to just fall off the map and die. But when you fall off the map or you die, you instantly respawn. And you can try it again. So, like, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, so it's not like a 20-second lag or wait or when you, respawn. When you, when you do die, die, though, and, like, your health bar goes away, motherfuck, that's a long loading screen. 
But the story is cool so far. The cutscenes look great. The tutorial is actually really fun. The climbing blows. It's they try to be Uncharted, but it's not. Uncharted, it is not. But Respawn makes a good game, and they they made Titanfall, so they're in good hands with that. Um, it's semi open worldy. They don't really get into that. It's like a closed open world, if that makes a lot of sense. They don't let you go anywhere, do anything. But if you're on a planet, you can explore that planet. Oh yeah, I like that. It's That's it's cool. a kind of cool concept where I was on the starter planet where I was literally supposed to go from A to B. But then I saw something. So I went from A to B to C. And when I went to the end of C, there was a giant monster who killed me in one shot. So, like, like shouldn't have been in C. Should have not been here. That's why you died. Yeah. Cameron Monaghan is Cameron Monaghan. There's no getting around that. He looks and sounds just like him. Cal, as they call him in the game. Cal. I can't remember his last name. Um, The lightsaber is great. The combat's really fun. I'll look at Hey, it's Ian from Shameless. Yeah. Uh, Killing animals and people with your lightsaber feels really good um you can change the color of your lightsaber which is pretty actually pretty neat um the story like i said is fun the the thing that gets you invest in the story is actually pretty heart-wrenching i really did it got me it's got it hooks in me from the story perspective um they let you battle the boss really early it's like that old kind of formula of battle it with all these powers then lose them like, i like that idea and uh it's got a lot of promise I am ready to go back to it because I'm beat. I beat Sword and Shield. I want to put a little bit more time into Borderlands Three because we're getting near the end of the year, and I want to formulate my game of the year list. But this is a game I'm very excited to go back to. I mean, that, that's great to hear. I mean, my game of the year list. God damn, guys! It's Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and Call of Duty. Oh no, it's Devil May Cry is your number one. Devil May Cry Five will be your number that came out in February. So in fact, honestly, like it came out so long ago, it could have been came out in eighteen for me. Like, dude, this <laughs> year it's just it's it's yeah. it's been I, a year. I would assume your final list will be Sword and Shield, Call of Duty, and I, I doubt. See, I doubt I'm going to even have time to play Sword and Shield or even get a Switch with between now and uh, December thirty first. Like, fair. there's no way. Yeah, I think we're going to do our best of 2019 on like January. Yeah, so 2nd just or listen 3rd. to Greg's list. My list is just going to be pulled out of my ass. Whatever Sam played, <laughs> the three the games one you time, played this yeah. year. Yeah, the review for it is uh, as follows for um, Jedi Fallen Order. It's been ages since we got a great single-player Star Wars action game, but Jedi Fallen Order makes up for a lot of that lost time. A strong cast sells a dark story while keeping things fun and loyal to Star Wars lore. And fast, challenging combat mixes with energetic platforming, decent puzzles, and diverse locations to explore for an all-around amazing game. I saw that they gave it a 9. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm honest, I don't want to act like I knew it, but our favorite, we got the October NPD. I am so psyched. I love NPD. Again, new listeners, NPD, top 10 best-selling games for the month previous. We're in November now, so we're doing October's NPD. Uh, This is physical copies sold, and this is the top 10. As you know, um, the Switch won the month again because it's the newest console and it's all the rage right now. PS4 and Xbox One are kind of on the way out. Um, and Luigi's Mansion 3 launched on October 31st, just to put that out there. Okay, it went on one day, one day. Number 10, Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, wow, yeah, the the ring ring. I asked for it for Christmas from Ashley. I said, The one thing I want is to get that game. Well, we'll see if Santa was good. It looks really fun. Number nine, Borderlands 3. Number eight, FIFA 20. Number seven, WWE 2K20. Sorry wow. to hear that. Wow. That's a rough one. That's how many yeah. diehard wrestling That's, fans I don't are. care how diehard you skipped that I, one. I was not one of them. Uh, what was this? Number, what, 10, 9, 8, 7. Number 6, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Number 5, NBA 2K20. Number 4, Madden NFL 20. 
Number three, Luigi's Mansion wow. 3. Wow, one freaking day. Number two, Amazing. The Outer Worlds. And number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 I'm edition. Shocked what one day. So obviously, okay, so they're going to be a number one for next month. <laughs> Games I'm shocked fell off the list already is is uh, Legend of Zelda a Link to the Pet. Or I'm sorry, Link's Awakening. Very shocked that is off the list. Um, was kind of hoping that would stay in the top ten. I'm, I'm sure it'll, happy, be, it'll be back. I'm happy, maybe for the holidays, I'm yeah. happy Ring Fit Adventure is on there. Um... My guess is for November that Pokemon will be one, Star Wars will be two, and Call of Duty will be three. That's just my hunch. I'm trying to think of the other games that are coming out this month, and nothing's jumping, jumping for, like, Pokemon and Star Wars hype levels. But, again, we'll talk about it in October. Now, what game was omitted? A game we hate the most. That's right. GTA V was not on the list this time. Thank it, God. Ring Fit Adventure outsold Grand Theft Auto Five. Dropped the mic. Was that eleven? What was that? I don't oh, know. you don't know. Yeah, that would have yeah. been funny as shit though. If it yeah, was eleven, that would have been all the sweeter. Old. Yeah. CGDQ coming back December twenty seventh through the 29th as a celebration for GDQ's tenth anniversary. Yeah, CGDQ Classic Games Done Quick, the first ever Games Done Quick marathon was called Classic Games Done Quick. They're bringing back the homage of all the original runs. From that, oh yeah, uh, from that marathon redone from the first oh, from the nice. first ever CGDQ with some of the original runners, the ones that still run from ten years ago, and even some new runners. So they're going to recreate S- that. See event. if they still got it. They're going to recreate that event over two days, just a week before AGDQ. So this is a really nice warm up to AGDQ 2020 live from Orlando, Florida, as that gets underway January fifth. I want to say for a full week, but we'll cover that as the event gets closer. But really cool that I'm going to get because I'm taking vacation for that week. So as, as you always do, I'm very happy that I yeah. will have a little uh, speed run action to watch over the holiday. It's got to you know, you know, get some of your fucking rust off so you can get back. The goddamn game's done quick. The Game Awards announced its category category nominees, including Game of the Year. And I'm only going to go over the Game of the Year candidates right now because I feel like it was a very underwhelming list. Um, there Super six, underwhelming. Six games announced, and uh, there's no Luigi's Mansion. There's no Legend of Zelda, which I get is a remake, but uh, I digress. Uh, Death Stranding, Control, which I think is a sleeper to win, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, The Outer Worlds, there's no Borderlands 3 on here, there's no Gears 5 on here, um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which came out in December of 2018. Which is why it's on this list. The, the fix is in. You're right. Gojima's probably going to win, even though it shouldn't freaking win, and that's bullshit. To me, if you think Death Stranding is your game of the year, I and I mean this by all means, I am glad you feel that way. I hope you feel that way for the right reasons and not because it's a Kojima just, game. Just because the name. Um, same with me. I would hope that Pokemon is my game of the year because it deserves it, not because I love Pokemon. I personally disqualify Super Smash Bros. Ultimate because it came out in 2018. For me, that's a hard stop. I get it. The game came out for them, I think, the day or two after the Game Awards last year, so they didn't have a chance to nominate it or play it because it wasn't out yet. I got it. To me, it's a 2018 release. I would personally say Resident Evil 2 or Control, um, from what at least I've heard and play Control. It's kind of an underwhelming list this year, and this was a great year for games. What I'm happy to say is that Call of Duty's not on there, though. If so, facto. Yeah. <laughs> I am so tired of Call of Duty games that it's nice. But even if you're, it, it is a weak list, but if I had to pick just what they chose, I would choose Super Smash. 
out of just them. Yeah, what, out of those, I mean, Smash was my number three for last year. So how am I going to say that it, it wouldn't be? Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I did love the Resident Evil remake. It was it was really really good. Also, there's no Devil May Cry on there, and that was a nine. Nine or nine point five. I gave him nine five, even though they gave Death Stranding a six eight. But I digress. (laughs) PS five controller design dropped via wired hands on prototype. Uh, Looks a lot like the DualShock four. Basically the same thing. It doesn't have that little light bar at the top. I'm pissed. I like that light bar. Me too. Pissed. It lights up orange and blue. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm actually pissed about it. What I really like is it'll be USB C for charging, which is a little bit more of a standard USB rather than that tiny ass one. That was. That's a really weird. Your dog chews. You got to get another one. What I I really hope is that they at least make the cord two feet, three feet longer. It is a short. Or or just have the option of buying a long run. That's all. Yeah. Just give me the option. For for me, the one thing that I hope this controller does more than all of it, more than anything, please last long. The PS4's battery died in hours. My Pro Controller for my Switch, I did not charge it once for my entire 24-hour playthrough. Wow. This, I would have had to charge that five, six times. Oh, it, probably at least. The PS4 controller. That, yeah. I get it. Well, that's the, probably why I took out the light so it lasts so last longer. I yeah. get it. It's got the touchpad and all that stuff. Yeah. So I get it. There's a little bit more interaction in the controller, but Jesus, man, that battery is weak. We're talking yeah. two, three hours before you have to recharge it. It's a little frustrating. Crash Bandicoot World seemingly leaked by Sony. Nothing officially confirmed by Sony. However, there was a Sony ad that came out in the UK where a brand new mask, Ooga Booga, I call it. I forget what it's actually called. Booga And a brand new Crash Bandicoot model were shown in there on the side of a bus, this, that, and the other. So data miners, of course, went into the video, went into the files, found out that the... Uh, the the reason behind that is for a game potentially called Crash Bandicoot Worlds, and it looks like that'll be revealed at the Game Awards this year. So at least one reason to watch these awards. The sold. I, I I hope it's a no good. I mean, I think we said it from the beginning. As long as the Insane Trilogy did well and the remakes did well, that it was inevitable. Yeah. Now nothing's official, so this is all hearsay and rumor. But apparently, this will be a Mario 3D World style of semi kind of can go anywhere, do your thing, and there will be multiple masks in the story, not just the one. So I think if they open up Crash and not just make it that linear platformer again, that could be a lot of fun. I'm in on that. Valve announces a new Half-Life game for the first time in 12 years. Half-Life 3, everyone. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not Half-Life 3, which everyone's been asking for since 2007. This is Half-Life Alex VR, which if you haven't heard of it, no one else has either. This is going to be a launch title for Steam VR, and my only reaction to this is troll. (laughs) I just... Lols. Lols. That's it. Lols. Valve is trolling you all, Half-Life fans, and I feel to- I feel uh, sorry for I, you. I all. do feel sorry for you guys, poor bastards. Bioware reportedly working on a new Mass Effect game. After Andromeda, they got a lot of work to do. I believe this is Bioware Edmonton, which has not worked on a uh, Mass Effect game at least recently in the main canon. So I'm I'm very very willing and happy to give another studio a shot, but you got a lot of face to save after the mess that was Andromeda. Uh, Sam, thank you. That was a great great job in the gaming section. Thanks for letting me go on my tangent there. Ah, uh, dude, I, that's why I said I was like, we have to start with your Pokemon, man. You've been waiting for this shit for longer than anyone fucking ever wait, waited for a Pokemon game. <laughs> and and boy howdy, am I am I happy to be completed? That game was fucking fun. When those credits rolled, I felt so many emotions. I was like. <laughs> I did not. I did not cry. <laughs> no, that's I, good. I felt. That's good. I felt emotion. Uh, we have IGN's actual review of Disney Plus. We talked a lot about it last week with our full impressions of it. So if you want to hear what we think about 
the streaming service, go back and take a look uh, or take a listen to that. But for Disney Plus uh, on IGN's thoughts, while Disney Plus's launch week's technical issues are difficult to ignore, its impressive lineup of old and new movies and TV shows is reason enough for any Disney fan to subscribe. There are still a few UI tweaks that the streamer could implement for a more seamless experience, which I agree with. I would love a resume button. Uh, especially when trying to add programs to the library. Agree there too. But thanks to 4K streaming at no additional charge and the ability to download your titles for offline viewing, Disney Plus is well positioned to compete with any streaming service out there. 9-0. 8-0. Which is weird. Yeah. I get it. There were technical issues at launch, but like, are you really going to fucking... But it's the first time you, it's expected. You I think you, everyone had a fucking shortage or down time. You can't score something based off of its launch issues on day one yeah. when the thing's going to be around for the next 20 years. You gotta look at the bigger and, picture. And I never had a problem with it. Look Disney what, Plus always worked great for me. Look, me too. But look what happened with Pokemon Go. Remember those servers oh for the God, first yeah. week? It was impossible to log into the game half the time. But it has become the single biggest mobile game, what, ever? I, w- I would like to think so. So, like, so yeah, we know judging. they had a debacle with that thing in you Chicago ju- or whatever. But, you're right. Pokemon yeah. Go Fest 2016. Don't ever forget. But, maybe 17. But, like... Don't judge that book is seventeen, but don't judge that book by its cover because of the longevity. That game is still incredibly popular. Yeah. Now we don't play it anymore, but that game is still incredibly popular. So I think the Disney Plus thing, judging it on the whole rather than its issues, is is the wrong move. Sam, now it's time for some things for you to talk. I'm tired of talking, quite frankly. The people are tired of hearing me talk. Let's get your impressions for O E L O. Yeah, it was such a, it was such it's a, a weird, weird title. It was, it, was, it was a weird title. There's a pause in there. Uh, season 2, episode 11 of Titans. Yeah, and and, and I would say for the overall, I, I would say I enjoyed it. Um, Dick's kind of in isolation. If you watch last episode, he gets put in there. Um, and then he has some com- comes to real, realize that he's thinking in his head. He has kind of Bruce Wayne's in his head again. He's thinking, he's like, oh shit, Jericho's not dead. He plays back his... Um, me and Bob actually were talking, me and Bob Snyder, we were talking about this maybe a couple weeks ago, but we're like, Jericho's not dead. He's in Destro. And then you had hear Dick going back and he's doing hand signs. So he, he didn't see it in the moment. He was too worried about looking at Deathstroke. And then he comes to realize, oh shit, Jericho's in Deathstroke. So now he's like, fuck, what am I going to do? I got to get out of here. And, and, and Bruce is kind of telling him. Jorah. In, 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 in his head. And his accent's thick. Like I still don't know why he was cast as Bruce Wayne. I, I a, pe- a lot of people are saying it's a really difficult thing for them to get over. It's it, no, it is. And I look at him, I see I still see Game of Thrones. It's and, Jorah. I mean, at that point, they should have just hired Kevin Conroy. If they hired Kevin Conroy, fucking great. I guarantee everyone would have loved it twenty times more. But it had a nice twist at the end where kind of Corey, Rachel, Donna, that what, what something happens in their lives where it all makes them go to this diner. Mm-hmm. And who brought them there? Bruce Wayne, which I thought was cool. He kind of drives up in this fucking, this diner out in Timbuktu. He rolls up in his whatever kind of bang car he had. And he kind of said, guys, uh, team splitting up. You you know, Dick's, uh, Dick's in jail. You guys got to get him. They're like, what's going on with Gar? So basically, two of them go to go get Dick out of jail. Two of them go to help Gar. Dude, the one scene with Gar. You fu- Mercy Graves is in it, who is Lex Luthor's assistant. And they're, let's just, I'll just say they're experimenting on Gar. Poor Gar. Uh, we'll see how this turns out in the end because it, it was freaky shit. Even you'd be like, oh shit. Like it, it was different. Some human centipede shit. They, they kind of, he, he, he might do some killing. Not, Gar. Un, not under his control. But, um, eventually they get into jail 
even though they're like, did Bruce Wayne just leave us? Like, he literally says his speech, doesn't say goodbye, and just leaves. Like, I was. At the I, diner? That, yeah, that, that was kind of funny. He's like, did he just leave? <laughs> like, that, that was kind of funny. But go eventually, they go to get Dick. He's gone. He's not in his cell. We don't know where Dick is right now. All it says on his wall, in, I guess in blood, says Jericho is alive. So then they're going to find Gar, but it's all set up behind Mercy Graves, and who knows? I doubt we're going to see Lex Luthor, but it's that's his assistant. But again, I liked it. It was a continuation again. Now it's bringing all the Titans back together. Which hopefully. is what the series needed. Exactly. And, you know, we only have, what, next episode Two is more. 12, which is like Fox Hawk, I think it is, and I still you, you never Fo. walk you never walk away from Dawn. I, I, Fo, Fo Hawk. F-A-U-X. Is oh, it is. So Hawk, I'll still never agree with you. You never walk away from uh, my girl. That, that that's just my girl. Minka? Minka Kelly is is a goddess to me. She's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, IGN says this week's Titans is a welcome improvement over its predecessor, helping the series to again recover some of its lost momentum and build towards an imminent season finale. That's thanks in large part to I'm going to call him Jorah Mormont. His always entertaining and slightly deranged Bruce Wayne. This episode also manages to balance the unwieldy ensemble cast in a way that we haven't really seen before, and it sets the stage for major confrontations with both Deathstroke and Cadmus. Ado, who's that? Cadmus is basically the uh, the that's that experimented on Gar. Gotcha. And or made Superboy. You said eight o. Eight o. Eight one. Eight one. Uh, so this, that, that's how that's been my luck. Like, just give it a fucking eight oh. For the love of God. Sam, before I give mine, what's your thoughts on episode two of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? Off the bat, you realize, oh shit, it's only thirty two minutes long. And only twenty eight of that is screen time, yep. four minutes of credits. Holy shit, that's a lot of credits. And it, it is it is hundred and twenty five million dollar season, credits. for gosh sake. I get it. But I, I understand that there's only what, six episodes left. But Which is crazy. I I love it. I love it. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I, we both text each other. We both love this freaking it. episode. This is getting, this is, I, I like this more than any other Star Wars thing I've ever watched. I, I heard people, like, I, I forget whose review I read. I think it was saw on IGN. I forget. And they were like, you know, it, it, it was okay. It's just not what I expected. I think I just expected too much. Like, what the fuck do you people expect? It's, I, it's a little entitlement there. I, I I don't to me this is like way better than I thought it was gonna be. I'm loving it. I can't wait for Friday to to watch this new episode, episode three. Right. You know. Now I, last week because it was the series premiere, we did a lot like an entire episode breakdown, um, spoiler beat by spoiler beat. That is not the plan moving forward. Yeah. The plan moving forward is more just high level impressions. Uh, maybe some spoiler stuff in there. But, I mean, the point is that we're doing it a week after it launches, so you've had a lot of time to watch it. So I don't think we we want to say the the I guess the the big the, twist the main spoiler I mean you the big you twist see is coming. expected the you big s- twist is expected but was it something that you liked Yeah I did Yeah me I, too Yeah I'm a like, dude I don't want to say anymore but come on man like you knew it was coming I was like that's what I'm talking about Yeah the characters okay, in I, the show say, are paying dividends Can I say my huge dislike of the episode I love hearing you don't like things so let's hear it. I'm usually the one that. I like would say I'll just say how he kills the beast. You're telling me a, a four, <laughs> three inch, four inch blade, little blade goes into this guy's. I agree. Hey, it was weird. Dude, I, I and it know. fell over immediately. Dude, instant I, kill. I was gonna I say was, like, there's no maybe way. Maybe it expanded inside of him. That's what I would like to think. 
you hit the blade in there, then it shoots out three or four okay. more feet, and then goes it, back in. And then when he pulls it, it, it out, if it's that happens, or if he does we don't, that we move don't later, it. it was gonna say if he does that move later. Okay, great. Then I take then I take all that back. But, but just that little snap, instant death, and he died. I was like, yo, uh, when we say instant, little corny, it was literally instant. He he put a paring knife into a giant beast, and the thing collapsed like a card, like a house of cards. Like yeah, I I agree. Yeah, that was my only like. I love you. I love little yeah. nitpicky gripes. They're so, my favorite uh, thing. So for you to come out with one makes me really happy because I felt very similar. And I, I would, I would love to hear some, you know, our Sean at MRC Tech. I would love to hear his thoughts just on that one scene. So yeah. if you're listening, message me. Let me know. Yeah, and we have spoken. Might cover that too. So make sure to listen to. We have spoken. It's right now on our feed. Check it out. Um, it's episode one of that new mini series with Sean and his two buddies, uh, IGN talks about this episode and says, while episode one did a compelling job of introducing this us to the world of the Mandalorian and its badass hero, episode two oozes swagger, presenting an energetic, action-packed, and surprisingly hilarious installment that feels like a perfect encapsulation of what the show could and should be. While the episode may run the risk of seeming too cute for some, it also feels undeniably Star Wars, and from that rollicking action set piece to the confident balance of humor and heart. 8-5. I know. Which I actually agree that there is a part of this episode that was gosh darn hilarious. Like, I loved it. I, I'm not going to spoil it again. I want to stay away from spoilers yeah. as much as we can because the ending, this show we understand is going to be like 27 minutes of action, three minutes of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, it's going to follow that yeah. formula pretty close, it looks like. At least it did for the first two episodes. But both spo- – uh, both well, the first cliffhanger of who he finds was not was was pretty shocking. But yeah, now we not, had, nothing leaked, right? Yeah, and now we kind of have an idea of what that thing or person or whatever is capable of, and it it is all the better for it. Um, when what happened happened, yeah. In the end, I was like, okay, saw it coming a mile away, yeah, but I'm happy they same, did it, hundred percent. I'm happy they paid it off. But without like this isn't really spoilers. The Jawas are in this very yeah, heavily. Yeah. Um, if you don't remember them, they have that giant sand crawler and they're the little things with hoods that steal shit from people and just not Wookiees. Yeah. Jawas. Different thing. What did you think of them? Because they and the Mandalorian had a pretty No I, And I, and the I have spoken guy. His name is I think uh Kuhl. Kuhl, yeah, the, and K- he's a K U I I L. Yeah, he's he's on my top three. Of so, course, I mean, you know. I'm like, dude, there's only like seven characters we could even. You can have Brian Push Push Posains. Could he be on mine? Maybe he is. You could have the blue guy. Um, our top three this week is again top three characters from the Mandalorian that are not the Mandalorian, and just um, the first two episodes. Yeah. And so the the Jawas, when they steal his shit, there was something that was weird to me. He, as as Charlie from Emergency Awesome put it, which was hilarious, he tried to Donkey Kong his way up the ship. Oh, which yeah. I, I love their <laughs> yeah, throwing yeah. shit out. But like five seconds before they're all sitting around at a table asking for an egg, he disintegrates multiple Jawas. And they just don't blink. They're just like, yeah, whatever. You had to do what you had to do. It's like, oh, you made some room for us. Just give us an egg and everything's fine. Uh, Sam, if you came to this house and disintegrated that, that, my family. That egg looked good, though. I wouldn't just ask for <laughs> an egg. like egg yolk. I'd at least ask or for cheese. French toast. Like, give me something I'd actually eat. So it was, a, it was a little weird that you just murdered a lot of their people. And they're yeah. just like, eh, just give us an egg. We're all hunky-dory yeah, we, here. We forget our brothers, yeah. sisters, yeah, our cousins, our uncles. And really, listen, we're on the apocalypse here, guy. We got to do what we got to do. I understand you killed half of our clan. So I guess that was a little funny and a little weird. But uh, overall. I mean, we got to think. It's like, damn, we did rob the guy's shit. Yeah. I think and the, o- I the overall thing for me is is 28 minutes is kind of short, though. Like I loved the first episode because it was thirty nine and it felt right. It wasn't quite as long and as this as like a half hour or an like a forty five minute hour show. It wasn't quite as short as like a weeds type thing. 
But it, it, I'm I'm not I'm not worried because twenty eight minutes is not a lot. Of I think we're gonna get paid off in the other episodes. I think we're gonna get the forty five, the fifty five minute. I, well, I, I think, think the last coming. two episodes will probably be longer, forty five, yeah. fifty five, maybe closer to fifty five. I think the sweet spot they're gonna settle into is the thirty five minute mark, which I'd be perfectly happy with, as long as four of those thirty five aren't credits. Yeah. Like, give me forty minutes with thirty five of screen. I'd be happy with that. I I do get bored after a while, so of anything really, so. Um, when it comes to watching stuff, so like it needs to hold yeah. my attention. So if I know it's only thirty five, I will push through. Yeah. If you're gonna give me a Star Wars show that's an hour every week, that's a lot, man. That's part of the reason Titans just doesn't speak to me right yeah. now. I will eventually go back and binge it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. But let's go into our top three. Unless you have any other thing to talk no, about for no, this episode. No. Uh, overall, great episode. Continuing the arc. Really happy with it. I love it. I I highly suggest The Mandalorian. Yeah, and if you don't have Disney Plus, you can actually get a seven day free trial. So if you want to wait a few more weeks for a few more yeah, episodes to be out. out, do the free trial, bang it out, and see if you like it. And then you know what else you're getting. Yeah, it's fucking Disney stuff. You're getting it. I put on Johnny Tsunami the other day. Oh, nice. For nice. just for a half hour, yeah. it was fun to go back yeah. in time to 1999 and hear the guy who plays Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat call like a little kid Pono. Oh God. Hey Pono, ride the wave, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> All right, so I'll lead this off. Number three, what was it? IG-11? Uh, that's also my number three. We're probably on the exact same. I, I think it is. I mean, voiced by uh, Taika Waititi. We may or may not see him again. We, you know, we're still not sure. Yeah, I have a theory while you're talking. I, I know, you know, and I'm trying to be very... My whole list, I might have to be like, ah, well, you know. But, it, it, dude, he, he was awesome. The scenes that we saw him in, uh, The Mandalorian, Pe- Pedro Pascal, it was awesome fight scenes, and, and Taika did a great job. Yeah, I had a theory that it was called IG-11 for a reason, but the theory has just been debunked since I Googled it. Um, I I thought IG-11, for some reason, would have been Instagram, and it came out in 2011. It's IG-11. Oh, yeah. Instagram launched in 2010. Pissed. October. I was only a couple months uh, off my theory being potentially correct. That would be cool. Now it's just random IG-11 to me. I would have liked it a lot better if it had... It probably does have meaning. But yeah. he's also my favorite, my third favorite character. It was cool. What he had was you were glued to him when I was on the screen. Yeah. Um, he was funny. He was engaging. And, and cool action scenes. That's and it. And had cool action scenes. Um, like you, I hope he's not done. Yeah. And Taika, just anything he voices, yeah, it's, just, it's just gold. Yeah, he's, Aust- he's Australian. Is that what he is? I want to say New Zealand, but he's he's somewhere from that continent. He's from down under. There's, there, there it is. <laughs> Number two, the Ognat Moisturizer Farmer. Yule. Okay. Or Kuehl. The guy, I, kill the Ognot. I, I, I just Ogg- love it. Ognot, he killed it. me. I, just, I still when he said the line, he goes, I, I, I don't know how to ride that. Like, I, I, I don't. I have spoken. Yeah. And and voice first by, time he's Nick Nolte. And voiced by Nick Nolte, I was like sold number the two. First I, time he was he said actually that. my number one. Yeah. And I said I have I have to be real, and I crossed it out. Yeah, I it. like you. Could, it's in the number one spot. I wanted know. to be real as well, but I, I'm listen. My number two is Baby Yoda. And I'm assuming it's your number one. Well, I was going to say um, the thing that I was going to say that I can't say what it is, but you just said it. We talked about Baby Yoda in our in our episode one, though. Did we? Did we even get a anybody spoiler? No, a ton of it. Did we? Yeah, we talked a shit ton about Baby Yoda, and everybody on the internet has seen Baby Yoda. True. Okay. There is no. Right. We, we didn't talk Baby about Yoda. what it did. <laughs> We won't talk about what it did in yeah. episode two, yeah. but we now we do know that there was. But a, he ate a frog, and that was cool. That was funny as shit. It's funny though that the that I like that the Mandalorian has Baby Yoda on like his little watch thing that like makes him follow. He, he him, controls it, but he literally can get out and walk whenever it feels like. There yeah. are random points where he just pops out of it, starts walking around, and you're like, "Wait a minute, do you even need the baby thing? Do you even need the baby carrier?" Well, 
Uh, yeah, well, he probably did something where he just. Lot, but, so, I didn't so want listen, to. character's got a lot of personality. It doesn't say a word, but it says everything at the same time. But we're, its but, ears tell you the story but of how we it's look feeling. at him, knowing what he could be. And and what I love about it is he's he or she really it is still shrouded in a mystery. We yeah. don't know if it's a clone. We don't know if it's his son. We don't we don't think it is, but we don't know if it's just the last of its species. We yeah. don't know how it got there, what it is. So there's more to find out there. And the fact is that this character is going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And that's I'm assuming it's your number one. Yeah, of course. My number one is cool. Yeah. Dude, we, we had this thing. I switched it. Like I legit crossed it out right before I came over. I, I knew from the second I offered up this top three that my number one was going to be Nick Nolte's character for, for no other reason that it is... I believe it's a practical, not a not a CG. Yeah, it looks it looks practical to me. And if it isn't practical and CG, top top notch making it look practical. His anime style mouth movements, where he just moves his mouth and like yeah. random shit comes out, is Love so it. perfect yeah. for me. It is so quintessential seventy Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like puppets back in the day. Yeah, this character of uh, more than any other character that I've seen on this show makes me feel like somebody fucking sewed this costume or made like crafted it from nothing in a basement somewhere and said this character is going to be a flagship character for this 125 million dollar season and it's a animatronic yeah. it's a puppet <laughs> and i just i loved yeah. it um it's voiced perfectly by nick nolte it's so good it's got the most memorable line of the show yeah, now he said it four times maybe five so far so i hope he doesn't say it once or twice an episode because well he's actually gone apparently apparently he's he's done but I'd like to think, he if not back. in season one, because it's already done, due to popular demand, like Morgan from The Walking Dead, yeah, every, everyone wouldn't loves, be surprised. Everyone loves his eyes. Wouldn't be surprised. It was hilarious. He comes back for season two, maybe three, because two might already be done filming too. I know they started shooting it. So yeah, I, don't, I don't think they were done. That would have been. But I, I have a feeling we have not seen the last. I hope not. He better come back. And I have spoken. You fucking better come back. I'll be pissed. That is our top three for the week in the TV section around the Mandalorian. The Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime has already renewed for season two. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised considering all the money they dumped into the show. Just considering the money they dumped, we're getting at least five seasons minimum, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to go until it dies. Like, this is going to be a show that goes until either Amazon Prime gets too expensive, gets bought out by another streaming service, or this just runs out of story Game of Thrones style and just fizzles away. I think that this has the potential to be one of the more epic. Oh, I mean, I'm in like, high I'm fantasy in. drama actiony things. Like we have like Vikings and like even like The Witcher. They're all very much in the similar genre. What I hope this doesn't become is just another one. Like I hope yeah. the, the Lord of the Rings does a. It does something to separate itself from others. B. It uses its name to elevate the the content of the show, and that it doesn't play it safe. Bring Legolas back. Orlando I don't know Blue. who that is. Orlando I've Blue. never seen the movies. Guy with the bow and arrow. Okay, there we go. I don't want this show to play it safe. Take a chance. Take a risk. Don't say it. Don't say no, it. I, I, I would say if, if they bring back like Aragon or like Viggo Warrens who played him, oh my God. Everyone would lose their shit. Even if you don't have to rely on older characters, even if you bring us a brand new world, brand new characters, this, that, and the third, and you just keep it in that story, that realm, that's fine. But don't play it safe. I don't want tropes. I don't want typical like a b stories that we've seen before yeah, yeah. give me some twists and turns on the way like when game of thrones killed off ned stark in episode nine and when you thought he was going to be the main protagonist for the show it gutted you yeah and you were never going to miss another episode from that point forward i want this to do something similar where it completely throws our expectations yeah. in a good way yeah, done well early to whereas we have to watch it instead yeah. of want to watch it true 
Uh, the Viking series, speaking of high fantasy, gets a new sequel series called Vikings Valhalla coming to Netflix. I think Vikings is on history. I think now or travel or yeah, something. Yeah, it was it was on um, a channel. I think it's history, but now it's coming to Netflix, so it gets a little bit more freedom. This, that, and the third. I kind of think that's where it belongs. It'll be twenty-four episodes, and it will take place one hundred years after the original series. Oh, so they did basically sign it for like a two-season deal. I would imagine it's a twenty-four. I yeah. imagine it's a twenty-four mini-series type thing. Like it's going to be a either a one-shot deal with twenty-four, or they'll break it up into two twelves. And, and they we, might break it up into three eights. I could actually yeah. see three eights. And and we know Vikings has a you know has a great has a big following. Yeah, cold show. Well, I, I've it's never about seen to get it bigger. Yeah. Me neither. But I heard really good things. Eventually, I'll get to it. But it's good to see that you know Netflix has picked up another one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll ever get to it just for the sheer fact of like it takes a lot for me. I love period pieces, but I kind of stop at like the 1920s. Yeah. Like Prohibition. That stuff is really interesting to me. Another show about Viking yeah. and stuff like that. I got plenty of high fantasy. I, I don't need much more. Although, again, on Netflix, it has a little bit more freedom. Yeah. You'll be bored one day. Like, ah, let me see. And it gives maybe me a it sucks bit. you in. I think Vikings original is on Netflix now. And if it's not, it sure as shit will be soon because they're not going to not put the original on there when they have the sequel developed yeah. for their own platform. Marvel's Runaways on Hulu, it's now on Disney Plus too, is actually going to end with season three. This is, you know, you, you finally get a chance to watch it all at one shot. Yeah. I, mean, well, I saw season one and just like. Oh, you finished it. Yeah. Well, I've been finished season one. That was, my, that was my pick of the week. A lot of podcasts ago. But now, like, it's canceled. Like, ah, two and three, do I even want to go back? Honestly, I, I don't think I'm even going to. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, no, it's The Runaways. No shit. You're right. Nope. I've never seen the show. i never seen right. the second. But I don't you know. You were thinking about. Um, I was, but now this show, the show me- with the big dog immediately goes on the back burner. What the hell were you thinking of? You were thinking of humans. Yeah. I know. At first, I was thinking of the other one, uh, Cloak and Dagger. I got oh, I got right, it mixed right, up. Right, it's right, a both, right, like, right, kid right. shit. But. Well, Runaways is a little bit more adult. It just features kids because yeah. it's, like, literally runaway teenagers. So it's kind of a more of a teenage demographic for Marvel. Maybe that introduction for the 13 to 16 year old demo, which I appreciate. Yeah. I like the first episode a lot. Um, at least I now know there's a stopping point. So if I do dive in, I can just finish it and say, okay, I know what to look forward to. And if it builds correctly yeah, and, and it pays off correctly. And I don't even have Hulu. I'm, I just got the But it's Marty. on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it is on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you may, watch maybe, you know, maybe down the line. Yeah, you can watch it now. And finally in television, before we get to movies and end it off, uh, Frank Miller's Sin City is not getting a film sequel again. What was that called? Uh, Sin, Sin City 2 and Dame to Kill. Dame to Kill or something like that, yeah. And it bombed. Um, it did bomb. That's why I'm, I'm actually shocked they're doing a TV series. They're getting back to the well and doing a TV series. They're giving Sin City another shot. Is this show going to be black and white? I I think it has to be if you're doing Sin Should City. Should be stylized, I, I yeah. think you have to have it black and white. Why With the would you reds change that it? show, yeah, the yellow why, guy why would you that change shows? it? I mean, I, I'm I'm interested, but again, show me something first before I, I definitive and say you know I'll jump in and watch day one. Oh. I liked for as much as I loved the first one, I thought the second one was just absolute trash and I won't I won't be watching this television show. I will completely skip it and I won't lose a week. Nah, yeah. And, and honestly, even if I missed it, like I didn't even watch Watchmen yet. And I'm okay. I hear good things, but I'm okay. I've heard opposite. I've heard very, very mixed from bad to meh. I have not heard yeah. one person say, you got to watch I Watchmen. heard it's a different take. I heard, I don't know how I feel about it yet. And it's like, yeah, they're well, five episodes people, deep. Some people are resistant to change. Six now, I think. Some people are resistant to change, though. Well, some people and, just want what they had growing up or source And material. or people just love the Zack Snyder three-hour cut, which is, it's a great fucking film. The Watchmen movie's great. Yeah. 
moving over to movies, we have, I think, just one review this week. It's a movie I'm looking forward to watching on Netflix. It's called Klaus, as we are totally, totally 100% in Christmas mode right now in this house. Yeah, uh, you, were, you were last week. Sergio Pablo's Klaus is a beautifully animated mix of old and new, offering up a unique and quirky take on the Santa Claus's humble beginnings. It's a fresh, fun story about friendship and the power of kindness that coats snowbound cliches with a shiny sheen. No, I know. 8-3. Oh, they didn't say one negative thing. I would have. I almost said nine five. That's funny when you. I forgot the score, so when you said that, I was like, "Yeah, he's right." Wait a minute, that seems. I legit almost said nine five. That seems wholly <laughs> underrated based off of your glowing praise. Yeah, yep. But okay, IGN, I'll play your game. We're watching it this week, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, while basically every single star in the film has tweeted about it, except for one, Warner Bros. is still reportedly not planning to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League, according to the Hollywood Reporter. I mean, that's just probably right now. You figure what? The the tweets, I think, is over a million. You had Zack Snyder come forward. Of course, he's like, guys, thank you for love and support. You had Gail Godot, Shore Love Shit, Ben Affleck tweeted. Jason he- Momoa. Jason Momoa multiple tweeted times. multiple times, and then you know Kevin Smith retweeted. Batman says we gotta get it. For, you know yep. the only part I just I told you before was like once if Henry Cable if he even Joe Manganiello didn't he's yep. in a movie for forty five seconds. True. Even if I don't know, here's my thought: once Henry Cable puts his support out there, it's gonna happen because a British guy they don't like to lie; they tell the truth. And if he says it. We gonna get it. So. We just lost ten thousand listeners in the UK. Now, for, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying they're great guys. We believe what they say. That you know, at least he's a very like a, like a, a stand up chap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's a gentleman. <laughs> so I think it's only a matter of time. And he I drinks I, bloody marys. And again, and what we heard that it's a completely different movie than what Josh Whedon did to it. And and Zach even uh, did, I forget what app he uses, but he basically like he's never even seen the finished film of. Josh Whedon, so he don't even know what's been done. Listen, I, as much as I appreciate Joss and his contributions to Buffy and Angel and Marvel, let's not forget and, and Firefly and Firefly. Joss Whedon, what he directed? Did he direct Age of Ultron? Yeah, he did Avengers one and two. Yeah, so like the guy knows how to make a great superhero film, especially. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Age of Ultron wasn't great. Yeah, and the Avengers original definitely has some like holy shit. You look back on it now; it was only seven years ago. Be like. A lot's changed, but still, good films. Yeah. So Joss knows what he's doing, but at the same time, this is not Joss Whedon's Justice League film. It was Snyder's. Unfortunately, all that stuff happened in the middle of production. Joss had to take it over, yeah. and it kind of became Joss Whedon. He got a lot of the criticism, but Snyder still felt a lot of that too when that film came out to that the critical flop that oh, it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had to. His name was still on it. It's right. directed by, you know, right. And Jack yeah, Snyder. Right, and I think Joss said, like, I'm still giving him the director credit because because it was originally his film. I remember talking about something like that when the film came out. But this is a movie that's... This is arguably the most divisive uh, superhero film I've ever seen from a standpoint of... I see a lot of release it, to your point. Yeah. I see a lot of people say, just leave it in the vault and never touch it. Yeah. Like, it. what's it going to do to this film? Because the film, as is, getting sharded I- on all, all the time. Is it really going to rehabilitate the film... Now that we're past it, we have a new Batman. We have a new lot of new things happening. We have a lot of success. We got Superman two. Christopher Reeve's been dead for fifteen years. <laughs> so come on, man. Like, is Zack Snyder going to release this in twenty five years too? I, I think. I think. I think. I texted you. I was like, I think we'll get this by twenty twenty five. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the tweet I, I sent you or a text I sent you. And I, I think, come on, give give the fans what we want. It, I'm sure we'll pony up a little money. 
Ask Ben for some money. Momoa's got some money. Gal, ask somebody. Let the Trinity throw some money up. Unfortunately, none of them have as much money as Warner Brothers, which is who owns the rights. And at the same time, again, like I told you before the show, musical rights may have expired to repurchase those. Is that a worthy investment? It's a business, man. It's It's a business. Everyone, after Batman, Jason Momoa, everyone did this. They're getting it. They're, I'm sure, getting emails. They're getting tweets. They're like, son of a bitch, we're going to have to do something. And, And I think you said it last week. What a perfect get for HBO Max. Yep. Perfect. It would be a flagship app You're or a flagship title. You're right. I would sign up I'm just right. to watch Whatever. that. He said, I'm right. <laughs> Whatever. I would I would sign up for just to see that and then cancel it. Yeah, right. So would other people. So they would, eventually they would charge you 15 bucks, they, they, uh, which is the, the price of a movie ticket. I would happily pay so, that for that. I, I will happily pay it. I'm just, I'm at a point where. Like, then I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Because you're. Because you're such a great friend of mine, and I know you want to see it, I want them to release it strictly for your happiness and enjoyment. No, I, and I appreciate it. I but appreciate I, it. I will never care. I'll watch it just because, again, I want to And then what if you it, saw him so. like, wow, great. that was a completely different movie. I'm happy because and, there's and, no and, other DC movie And I think that's that why that I'm hyped for it because what I, what I heard on Kevin says podcast, the lady that's seen that cut, she's like, it was a completely different movie than what i just seen. Yeah. I'm waiting to see these scenes again. I'm like, what? And but she goes, I thought I was in the wrong movie. Right. So, that, I don't know. It gives me hope that, okay. Snyder had a vision. People knocked on him in the beginning. The only thing I would say he did bad was the Lex casting. I don't care if it's Lex in or the son. I don't care if the real Lex out there. Fuck the son. Don't give me the son. Just give me Lex Luthor. That's all I want. I don't care about his, his son, Alexander. I don't give a baker's fuck. Fuck Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh, God. All right, I'm back. Blacked out for a second. Do you even listen to yourself when you talk? Yeah, I drift in now. Joker becomes the first R-rated film to pop to top one billion dollars. That's a huge just, wow. accomplishment. I, I, it's got to be, it's got to be the lowest budget and most profitable yeah, ever. I believe it is the most profitable R-rated movie of all time. Not only is it the highest grossing, but just because of the budget, it's super profitable. Fifty-five million. To I don't over think a billion. anyone expected four hundred million this. domestic. That's huge. Yeah, that's I, I, honestly, I'm I'm baffled that it even made like I. It's a great movie, but I'm just shocked that so many people went to see yeah. this movie. Especially all the hate that DC gets. It's just wow, the hype was real with this film. It, it goes to show you that a that the cast does have a huge. You can't just throw anyone in the role, like Jared Leto. You can't yeah. just throw someone in the role. It matters. Their performance matters. Yeah. The method acting that Joaquin Phoenix went through to to become this character. He didn't just play this character. He was this character. He is this character. And like. A guy that was kind of washed up. This guy was kind of – he wasn't really doing much right now. So he's kind of like Keanu, kind of rebuilding his career through John Wick for Keanu, through this for for Joaquin. I wouldn't be surprised if Joaquin gets a nice second wind here with a lot of appearances in the next two two to five years until that kind of star fades a little bit. But – and maybe we get a sequel. Maybe not. We'll talk about that in a second. But like – 400 million domestic, over a billion worldwide for a movie that – again, I liked it, didn't love it. You absolutely loved it. So like – this is DC doing things right. Let's call yeah. it what it is. No matter how you feel about the film, it is undeniable the amount of success that we're seeing from it. And that's a good thing. We are fans of films. We yeah. want films to do well. Yeah. Why would you want a film to do bad, whether it's Marvel, DC, yeah. Valiant, whatever? We like movies. Yeah, even though people, you know, Bloodshot's coming out February. Yeah, that's people, is that the is, first it's, Valiant? It's first, first movie. If yeah, I don't count the web series that uh, Bat and the Sun did, but... You know, again, people don't like Vin Diesel. People hate Noah, but me, hey, if that does good, that does good for all superhero movies. Like you said, Valiant, Marvel, Image, whoever. After the Hollywood Reporter said that a Joker sequel is officially in the works, Deadline actually reports that that is not the case. You know, we can go back and forth on it. We both think a sequel is probably inevitable, even though neither of us want it. 
I think we just like to leave that movie where it stands. Yeah. But a sequel might be inevitable just because of the profits and, that it and made. And I think that's that's why. After a movie makes over a billion dollars, obviously the studio wants a damn sequel. But even though, like... It, I'd it, like to it, think, it, though, that art can be left alone and they would ruin it. A sequel would ruin it. And, again, like I was just going to say, I, I really I love the Joker. It could be my movie of the year. I, I don't want a sequel of this. I don't want yeah. that Joker to do that. I think that should be like a DC Black Label that stand on, on its own. You know, there was a report saying that the director... Uh, um, Todd Phillips that he went to DC or said let me get a list of some villains that I want to kind of see if I can work on another you know like another DC black label movie like the Joker but I think if you're going to want Joker you want to kind of bring him if you're going to bring him in you do it in Reeves's trilogy or mm-hmm. if, it, if there's going to be more movies or you kind of wait hold, hold, let just let the Joker chill for a second don't throw him down our throats you're already throwing Harley down our throats just just Pick a different villain. We He's we do so have the ending of that movie with the Bruce Thomas Barbara Wayne stuff. Mm-hmm. Barbara, right? With all that happened at the end of that film, there is technically a lead-in if they introduce this Joker into the Robert Pattinson Batman universe. There is that kind of lead-in. So, like, it's there. I just hope that they're disciplined enough to not take the bait. I don't want a sequel, and I hope that even if the studio wants one from profitability, that you let this film be the standalone thing that it is, yeah. because this is a cultural phenomenon right now. And it's a, it, it for weeks, it took up nothing but the news and Twitter and all that. It was like everyone was talking. So many people saw this movie just based on the hype around the news. They yeah. weren't even fans of it. They just wanted to see it to get what all the hubbub was about. Yeah. And that you're not going to get that with the sequel. Yeah. Those people are not going to repeat the customer. They didn't just go, you know what? I'm going to go buy every Batman comic. And I'm sure some of them did. But like the casual moviegoer just saw it because they saw it on fucking Fox News or CNN. Yeah. It was like, well, what the fuck? All this violence. I want to go see this. Yeah, and guess let- what? It paid off. But, you know. All the way to the bank. I just really hope that art, art over money wins this time. Leave it alone. For the love of God, only leave it alone. Henry Cavill says that not only does he not tweet about being wanting the Jack, the, the Jack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut, he also says, "Hey, I'm still Superman. Don't forget about that, guys." I don't believe it. I mean, him saying that, that it kind of like I got excited. Like to me, he is Superman. Like he's probably my favorite. Like I don't know. Grow with Tom Welling. He was he was cool for Smallville. I obviously we didn't grow up with Christopher Reeve, so I don't look at him as to my favorite. I don't know if that makes you know if it makes sense. Well, just because you didn't grow up with them doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, be but true. Fan. But that's like you hear. You when can you, still watch the movies but, with fondness. But when you talk to people who are ages forty and above, no matter what, their favorite Superman is is Christopher Reeve. Like that's their Superman. That's like fine. I know uh, Davey, my local CS owner, is like, no, no, it'll be Christopher Reeve. That's that's why I grew up with. That's it. Like period. Like that's it. That's a weak reason to me. Yeah. Oh no. Hey, just because you grew up to, with it doesn't to mean to it's each, the best. To it each their own. Right. It's it. To me, it doesn't mean it has to be the best. It just means it's the most meaningful. There's yeah. a difference. Gen yeah. One Pokemon, but, not my favorite. But he could pay, but, but I grew up with it, watching so it's it the as a meaningful. kid, watching Chris Free. But now it's like you're an adult. It's like, oh, that stuff looks fake. That's I don't know. To me, Henry we, Cable, we he all was know the, the best Superman was Ripley. We just we just know that Dean Cain is. I'm just kidding. I, I actually did I, like the show. I never saw a single fucking episode of Dean Cain. Was it called Superman? Who was uh, Lois? Famous actress. Terry Hatcher. You could have given me six billion guesses. And that I, would have equaled everyone on the planet. And you would have got should have been my last guess. Yeah. So I, figured, I looked at it I was like, he has no clue. Star Trek <laughs> Legion's creator Noah Howley is set to write and direct the next film in the line of sequels. And Star Trek film. Star Trek. And the reason I brought up because it was rumored that Chris Pine is back back on track. wonder what Did kind of accent he'll have in this movie. 
to, to be fucking in the film. Because I know the drama was he was out because they were trying to bring back him and Hemsworth to do some kind of time travel thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. What about uh, the kid, the Russian kid who was 26 that died? I wonder if that had anything to do with the delay on the film. Like he was a main Oh, yeah, and yeah that, that was a shame. Yeah. And there's actually a, a doc that is about his life, I think, coming out on the end of this month. I'll try to get more info for next pod, but it, it, they said it looked really good. Nick Cage is going to play himself, <laughs> I figured, in the film called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I, I, I'm in. I think it's t- so I'm fucking in. funny. I am in. It's so weird. Can't wait to watch it. So strange, so weird, so funny, that, so it's out Nick Cage. there. It's Nick Cage. It's Nick Cage is the worst. Nah. We will never see eye to eye on this. He is worse than Tommy Wiseau. No, God, God forbid. <laughs> Daniel Craig reportedly Jeez. done as Bond after No Time to Die. I think we all figured that was coming, but he said it in a German interview that it's it's time for him to hang it up. Dude, I think what, this is his fifth one. Yeah, we all knew That's this was good. coming. We didn't even know he was going to be Bond for 20. That was even like, uh, is it? It Dude. should be, but is and, and, it? Again, he, he got hurt pretty bad on set, and you know, he's 51 years old. I th- I, I kind of think he's right, even though he is my favorite Bond. Like I still Casino, Casino Royale is... Fantastic. This is, I think I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm will, I'm, I've never seen any Bond movie except for Goldeneye. Do, do yourself a favor and see Casino. Royale. I think I'm going to just watch all of Daniel Craig's Bonds. I think I'm at a point and, now where I'd like to what? start to watch. The them. first one is Casino Royale, there which you I think you, you will absolutely. I, like. I'd like to start to watch the Bond movies. And I think I, instead and of going in order. And when you're done that, I just expect the text say, you were right. Thank you. It was a really good movie. And I say, you're welcome. You didn't push me to watch them. I, I always push you. I think I'm I've just always right. said, you you weren't trying to. You watch one Bond movie out of the thirty that are out. I don't care about Bond. Name the one thing I care about. That's James Bond. Pokemon. <laughs> that's James Bond. What's the one thing I care about? And the James Bond. The universe. accent. Nope. The one thing I care about. <laughs> the nineteen ninety-seven Nintendo sixty-four classic, Goldeneye. Yeah. That is about it. So I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. There. I I I, I, I like to hear. It. I went on. I, I went on a movie kick the other night at like four in the morning i was like let me watch a movie put me to bed and i stayed up for the whole movie i'm not getting into what it was because i'm saving it um it's always pick of this week for next week it is definitely not a pick of the week i will say that as the antithesis of what a pick of the week is it will make a list at the end of the year who knows which one yet damn uh but i was watching it and i was like what can i watch and i didn't think of like a casino that would have been a perfect four o'clock morning movie to get my adrenaline up no i watched a piece of shit that I will right. talk about at All the right. end of the year. Cool. Uh, Sonic's redesign reportedly costs less than $5 million to animate, but could cost up to $35 million after marketing, merchandise, other expenditures. Uh, that's shocking. Somebody came out and said, the uh, reanimation took $35 million. I'm like, no, it fucking yeah, didn't. I, I, I was that. like, holy shit, And he had like 30,000 Twitter followers, so he seemed to be a reputable <laughs> source. But like... That's a shit ton of money for some redesigns, and they pulled that out quick. Yeah, that gave me a pretty big insight into what it means to reanimate a movie for CG. And, no, and, and they then there pulled was a, that around and there quickly. Was, and then there was another report saying, now, "Granted, like, it was only a trailer." They, they and, and and but another interview came out. They said, "Man, we still had a lot of work to do on the animation anyway, yeah. so it wasn't that." What if fast. the rest of the movie is just the old Sonic and they just redesigned the trailer Sonic? Yes. <laughs> you go to the movie expecting to see trailer Sonic, but you get really bad old Sonic, and you're like. Wait a minute! They just reanimated it for the trailer. Yeah, that that would be <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. That would be that would be an ultimate troll move. I'd give that movie a lot of respect if that's where they went to to go in at. Uh, as we go into the box office for uh, the top ten films of this past weekend, that would be the weekend of November 9th, uh nineteenth. I'm sorry, number ten falling from number nine at 
564,000. No, I'm sorry. I'm on domestic. I wanted to do, um, oh, I wanted to do weekend. That's what it was. There we go. Uh, November 15th to the 17th. Yeah, this past weekend. Uh, top 10, number 10, falling from number eight at $4.5 million is Harriet. Number nine, falling from number seven at $4.9 million is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Number eight, hanging in the top 10, falling from number six at $5.3 million is Joker. Seven, new to the list from Warner Brothers, the reason they're not re- releasing the Snyder Cut at $5.6 million is The Good Liar. Mm, okay. <laughs> Another Warner Brothers film that had a big slip down 57.4% at $6 million at number six, falling all the way from number two is Dr. Sleep. Number five, falling from number four at $6.4 million, the Amelia Clark Christmas classic last Christmas. Number four, falling from number three, $8.3 million from Paramount is playing with fire. I don't know that one. John Cena. Oh, yeah. I said that last week. Same with that. that (laughs) Number three, new to the list, bombing mightily at $8.3 million is Charlie's Angels. Have fun being the only person in the theater for that one. Did you see Hot Ones? I did. I watched Kristen Stewart's. It's good. I liked it. Number two, falling from number one, is Midway at eight point five million. And number one, also bombing, kinda maybe. I mean, domestic. It's actually not terrible. Thirty one point four million dollars domestic is Ford versus Ferrari. Didn't get great reviews. Not scoring very well. I'm shocked that it made number one though. Um, I mean, it had to be be Midway, which is on week two or three, and Charlie's Angels, which absolutely bombed. If it wasn't number one, I'd shake my head. Now, Frozen 2 comes out. Yeah, that's that's the time. By the time you've heard this podcast, I would suspect for the next couple weeks that Frozen 2 is going to take the top spot at least two weeks. I don't don't know if it's got the staying power for three, but A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is also coming out this week. you, You never know. But coming out this week is... Uh, let's see. We got Knives Out. Oh, that looks good. I want yep. to see that. Queen and Slim, which looked oh, it, decent it, in the trailer. It, it, looked, it, does look, it looks oddly good. Getting shit on by critics. Uh, we'll just say that. That sucks. Uh, the Portrait of a Lady on Fire. The Banker. I See You, which looks pretty creepy. The Mandela Effect. Little Joe. It's the sequel to Mighty Joe Young. Uh, Grand Jesus. Isle, which also stars Nick Cage. Who looks like he's been beaten with an ugly stick? Oh yeah, that looks pretty. I'm awful. man getting old. And a million little pieces. The Wolf Hour. Oh wait, did I go fast? No, I'm still on this. Holy shit, this is a lot of movies. Uh, the Wolf Hour, In Fabric, and Play Mobile, the movie. So that's a lot of films coming out. Um, you know what? Maybe Frozen Two in its second week might be. It might be overtaken by Jumanji. Jumanji comes out next week. Like with oh the yeah, with the rock. Yeah, uh, it so, looks good too. Like so, like maybe, maybe it gets overseeded by that. One story in music before we get to Sam CGC spotlight. This will be very quick. Uh, one of my favorite bands, if not my new favorite band of the year, A Will Away. They were my pick of the week a few weeks yeah. ago. I've gushed about them multiple times. They're fantastic. They today we record this on Wednesday the twentieth. Surprise Shadow dropped a new EP. Three o'clock. They said, "Yep, it's out. Go listen to it everywhere." Whoa. You gotta, you gotta love that. Number one, I was an hour late on it because I was in meetings and stuff. Number two, I gave Ashley my Spotify login. So when I went to go listen to it, she was listening to Christmas music. Oh, so I Jesus. didn't disturb. I went on YouTube and I listened to it there a couple times, then listened to it again on the way home two or three times. I've listened to it four or five times through already today alone, and I can tell you it is a fantastic EP. It is called Soup. Yeah, that's Soup. Wow. <laughs> um, Sam, have you ever heard a song from a band? And we're like, what fucking record is that on? Because they all just kind of sound the same. Yeah. 
I can happily like, say, all the time. yeah, right. I can happily say that. Oh, it happens to me with Cartel a lot. I always forget what outside of Chroma. I yeah. always forget which song yeah. the damn I, I these songs that. come on. I'm like, yeah. uh, Deep South, what's that on? Chrome, is that on Cartel or is that on Cycles? Cycles, yeah. yeah. See, that's it. You got it. With A Will Away, I can happily say that with their two EPs and their full length, you can distinctly tell by the sound, by the style, and by the maturity which record yeah. it falls on. So they're each record, as a band. Each record has a distinct feel to it. This record's a complete pop punk. This record is more dark this record here this ep here it's a mix of everything it almost sounds like i it, it almost feels like it doesn't have a genre which i really appreciate about this so um really really good ep can't recommend it enough i will say that three of the six tracks really 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 speak to me i was very very happy settling its opening track is probably my favorite track on the record a really really good opening track t-o-i-f-m-g don't know what that stands for. Starts off a little weird, but if you give it about 15 seconds, you'll really get into it. And then Long Exposure, the ending track, is it really hits home. It's a great way to begin and end the record. Those are the three songs out of the stick, six that really, really stuck out to me. Um, what I like, there's only one song over like three and a half minutes. So it's quick. It's a good hitter. It's a 17-minute EP. Front to oh, back, six seconds, nice, seven, nice six music. songs, seventeen minutes. You're oh, in your six out. seconds. You're right. You're really in and out. You're in. You're out. You're on your way. So <laughs> loving a will away. They're coming to Philadelphia um, and the surrounding area. I believe December eighth, but I think that's the night the Eagles play the Cowboys on national TV. So I won't be at yeah. the show. It's, it's, it's a it's Sunday a night. One. It's a tough one. Also, it, Sunday automatically yeah. tough. They're at they're at Milk Boy. I am not an eighteen to twenty five year old anymore. I can't just go. I have a wife and a kid yeah. and all that stuff. I can't just go willy nilly to shows stuff. like I used to. Which is great. Hey, listen, if you want to put me on the list, we'll do an interview. I'll review the show, do it for the pod. Not saying you have to, but we'd love to do it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, really good EP. So if you have Spotify or Apple Music or you just want to throw a couple bucks down, go on YouTube, whatever, a will away, a will away, three words. Uh, it's called Soup. Check it out, Sam. What is your CGC spotlight this week? So, spotlight this week, it's not even my book. I'm just holding it for a wait till I meet it with Dom. He's going to ship it back to Canada to our buddy Mahir. Follow him on Instagram, Mercadelic. This is Superman number four. Jesus Christ. 1945. Spring 1940. Second appearance of Luther. So it just right there, you could tell. I mean, the, the cover alone is, is iconic. I mean, I, and, we'll, and we'll post a picture on our Instagram when I post it. Jerry Siegel's story, Paul Cassie and Sheldon Moldoff art, and Joe Schuster cover and art. It, it, it's... I think it came out the same time as my Batman 2. Mm. So that's the oldest book I own. Um, but there's only 13 3.0s on the census. I didn't I didn't even check sales for it just because it, it you know wasn't my book. There's only 162 total graded blue labels on the CGC census. And the highest grades that I saw on the census, I saw 192 and 190. That's it. So it's obviously a super tough book. This is a 3.0. With light tan to off-white pages. And, and here's like, man, I, I don't like light tan. I'd rather have cream. It's like, well, if you look at their chart, technically cream pages to off-white is worse than light tan to off-white. So he should be happy, but he's picky. But again, it, it's, a, it's a golden age book. So they, they did four stories, and they, they do it differently than we do comics now. The first story was called Superman versus Luther. Um, just a quick synopsis. An earthquake rocks the city of Metropolis, or was it an earthquake? Mm. So give or take that. Luth, next next one up is Luther's Undersea City. The Daily Planet gets reports that the oil, oil wells 
across the world stop flowing. The third story, The Economic Enemy. Clark Kent is going to interview a science professor, and the professor is found dead at home when he arrives. And the last and final story is Terror in the Trucks Union. Basically, the, a truck driver union is being taken over by a crooked racket that's holding back food supply. So you got to think back to the 40s. There were, I think they still had food so- shortages and stuff like that. So you can kind of see where... The, where they were getting these stories from. I just like that how old it is. They had, it was almost like a blank canvas. There wasn't 79 years of stories that they've already told. Yeah. And they could have told anything and they chose a truck stop and a murdered teacher and whatever. It was, it's inventive to yeah. be, to take that type of risk that early on. They could have played it very safe with very chalk well, tropey stories. Well, I mean, and they chose not once to. You, it's a really once cool. you had to hit Superman on the title on the front. And I also the, love that that is a completely different S on his crest. Oh, yeah. That, that we are used to now. Yeah, and if you if people who don't know the Golden Age comics, if you go back and just type in like Superman 4, CGC or something like that, you'll see what his what his outfit. Like his outfit basically looks the same, like you said, except the S. The S is obviously the big standout now. Yeah. That looks like me when I go to bed. Wear underwear on the outside. Just be comfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just, just live your life. I have a G. In, the, in my chest, uh, you, know, you can't see it. Got to keep it that way. I, I manscaped the chest hair to just look like a G. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> no, no, it was her request. And, and it, I'm surprised the back. As always, as all Golden Age books is, it's always Happy Birthday to you. It's a gun. They always do the gun. It's the a light loader carbine. It's always a Daisy's air for rifles. two dollars and fifty cents. You can get yourself a fake gun. So yeah, get an air rifle back in the 40s. Again, the air rifle is like on the back of yeah. every Golden Age yeah, so book. Every Golden Age book, that's who it is. But again, Superman 4, super tough, hard to find, Golden Age Grail. It's only worth $90 million. God only knows. Sam, what's your pick of the week? Pick of the week, I, or pick of the week, I actually went music related. I didn't watch. Me too. I didn't watch any any you know movies. Or I did. Mine's going to be next week. Just normal TV shows for me. But I went with uh, St. Azonia. I don't know if you heard of him. It's after um, Adam Gontier left Three Days Grace. He started the band St. Azonia. Um, the first album was self-titled. The second one is called Flawed Design. It came out, I believe, two weeks ago it came out. Um, or October 25th it actually came out. 11 songs on the record. Total of 43 minutes. It was pretty cool because his cousin, Cal Gontier, joined the band. He left, I think it was My Darkest Days who was in. Was it then? Or, no, he was in Art of Dying. Because me and Alex met that band in AC. And I actually got a picture with Kale and the rest of the band. Super cool guy. So it was actually kind of cool. Like, hey, to be in a rock band with your cousin, that's that's pretty cool. Um, they brought Sully Erna in, lead singer at Godsmack. He came in on track four, The Hunted. Easily my favorite song off the record. I thought that was great. I always liked Adam Gontier. Is it a new record? Yeah, it just came out October October 25th. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I always like you said that I missed Yeah, it. I always like three days grace Adam Gontier I just liked his raspy voice and I, I saw them live a bunch of times I actually saw him on his final tour with three days grace where he did I think one or two more shows after he did Starland and then he left mm. so like one of the concert me I know me and Matu were so because he played eight songs off the new record and we loved the, the I think Transit of Venus was his and we sung we rocked out it was, it was such a great show but if you like three days grace you like Adam Gontier I can't rec- you know recommend flow design enough. Saying Azonia. Check it out. Uh, my pick of the week is just one single track. One mm. single song. Not a whole record. Not a new record. It's a new track from one of our favorite bands of 2018. At least one of my favorite bands oh. of 2018. Our good friends in Heavy Things. Yep. Go check out our interview with them. Link in our bio. Just go through scroll through our feed to sometime in 2018. I can't remember what month it was. Maybe June 
we talk a lot of really fun things with Will and Casey from the band Heavy Things. Uh, really fun conversation. We even talk a little Fortnite in there. Um, but they released their first... Well, they, they released an acoustic track earlier this year, but they released their first new full band in-studio recording called Old Friends. So it's one single track, and it might be the best track they've ever released, but it's wow. that good. And this is the first time I believe you recommend just a song. Yeah, yeah. it's... Um, probably. Yeah, I don't think you ever said one song before. When so. I, my first A Will Away I recommended the EP, but I said I said focus on this one song, yeah. but I never just recommended a single song. Now, don't get me wrong. If Heavy Things released a full length, I'd recommend the whole damn yeah. thing. But this is – it's such a perfect Garner Glimpse mix with a little bit more maturity in there. You can tell they've upgraded their equipment. They've upgraded their sound. They've gotten better at writing. They are more complete. Um, I think it's, it's just a glowing track. The guitar work is un. Believable. It's so simplistic yet so beautiful at the same time. I love it. It's a hook that got me really early on. I kept listening to it and listening to it and listening to just the guitar riff. Uh, they do a lot of cool effects on there, but it, it's not effects heavy. Um, okay. If you remember the band Fun, I had from the format, too, way too much, for way me. too much yeah. auto tune on that second record. Yeah. Aim, I think it was Aim at Ignite was the first record. One of the most perfect records I've ever heard. Then you go to Some Nights, their second record, their follow up. That was their last record. It was all auto tune. It was yeah. also produced by a rap producer. So I get why. Yeah. And they wanted to take some risks. And Nate has a voice that's semi auto tune. Uh, Heavy Things takes the approach of adding some. Uh, I don't know if it was done in post or if it's just the equipment they use. Uh, I'm not uh, 100% familiar with that. But they take some risk in adding some of those type of effects, not auto tune. But like some really cool guitar effects, some really cool harmony effects, and it works really, really well. The song also flows really well. It's really catchy chorus, but it's kind of slower and simpler. Um, I just really like it. Plus, the lyrics hit home pretty hard. So uh, they always do. I'm a little bitch. So, um, <laughs> you know, in in us kind of throwing out that they have this new track on our Facebooks and our socials and stuff, they did reach out and they said, hey, listen, we've been playing some fun games. We'd love to catch up. So, guys, if you're listening to this uh, pick of the week here, we'd love to have you back on. We'd love to keep the, the conversation going. If you're ever back in Philadelphia, please, we'd, we'd love to come see you and hang out because you were just of that show that I went to that night with Hawthorne. You guys were the my favorite part that of the show. That was the one that Shriver yeah, stepped me, in yeah. for. And, and I'm t- that was my favorite live show of 18 was seeing Heavy yeah. Things. It was my favorite live act of the year. And we saw plenty of live acts. Yeah. So, uh, it stood out to me. This band has been hitting me for the past uh, year and a half now. It's been since May of last year that I really liked them. And I'm very happy to hear a, a new track from them. Looking forward to a potential new full length from the guys. Uh, I don't think they've really been ready to announce anything yet. But it's called Old Friends. It is now available on spotify you can go check out the actual music video not a lyric video or anything like that the actual music video on youtube right now check it out and make sure to follow heavy things rock for all things heavy things uh that was episode 161 holy shit man it's two hours yeah it was definitely a long one today was was it would have been about an hour if i didn't do my pokemon stuff i said 20 yeah. minutes i went 45 no, when you said that i was like Psh, bet i bet over all day on that yeah i went 45 it's what i do yeah i over I, I, I let you go i under i under promise and over deliver or i over promise and undeliver i'll let you pick, be pick the one. judge of that uh thank you guys so much for listening to episode 161 we'll be back next week on the thanksgiving week we'll kind of figure that out as we go uh but we'll be back gobble goblin for episode 162 release the snyder cut you bastards